Hello and welcome to another episode of The Third Bureau. I'm one of your hosts, Hamish. And I'm your other host, Aaron. And today we're joined by a special guest, a YouTube star, an upcoming singer slash artist, rapper. A call out as well, actually. Yeah, and call out. So he was called out by his brother Zeeshan. So yeah, he was called out on episode 13. And we met him actually on that day for the first time. Yeah, we didn't really speak too much though, did we? It was kind of the thing we were in and out for recording and then just exited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like my brother was sort of like, uh, no, he, he, it wasn't that he felt like he had to, but like, I think he, he wanted to... Gashed me... you up a bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little bit too much as well, which obviously like, I'll take. But so it's one of those things where I think I would want to be on it anyway, because he called me, I was like, oh, go on then, like, let's do it. So... <laughs> Do you know, like, introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, so my name is Kian, Kian, Key. You guys call me what? Like, there's so many people that call me different names. Like, to be honest, like, provided you know who I am, like, I don't really care what you call me. I wouldn't say I'm a YouTube star. I, I just like creating content, whether that's YouTube, music. I do streaming. And then currently a uni student. And I've recently developed a massive passion for making music. I think music's always been a part of me. But more recently, sort of actually creating music has uh, been a big part of, like, what I've been doing. How many years ago did you start? So I've, I've been producing for like a while, but it's just been like, I haven't really been like putting it anywhere. But then actual where I became an artist or when I officially was like, All right, I'm going to make music now was almost two years ago. So I think August or September 2018 was oh, like geez. my first music video that I dropped. How would you say it's gone for you? Like, how would you say like, is it going well? Like, are you improving? Do you think your music's better now than it is then? Or I feel like I'm, I'm one of those people where... I think the main reason why music's always been a part of me is because of my ear for music. And like in the most humble way, like I feel like if something sounds good in my ears, then like usually a lot of other people will like it. So like I've always been known for like my good taste in music. And so I think it's one of those things where because I have that sort of ear that like I can kind of tell what sounds good. But also I'd be lying if I said I didn't like my music, you know, like <laughs> if I'm putting it out there, then obviously I'm proud of what I've done. Right. So but I've definitely seen a development, whether it's better or not. Is obviously, a, I feel like it's a very personal thing to whoever whoever's listening to whatever. But I think the main thing for me is like just discovering my sound in music, which has been like a really fun thing because with me, like my taste of music is quite broad. So I got to tap into different like genres that I haven't actually released. I just, I like to create music and then just like keep it for myself. Like on my phone, I have like a library of just loads of music that I don't think I'll ever release. And then eventually you, you see like me crafting this like, the sound that I'm creating. And then now I think I've come to a point where it might not be completely developed, but I'm starting to understand exactly what I'm trying to go for. So that's why I'm trying to release like a lot more like things like mixtapes and EPs and stuff and more singles. And just to clarify, you produce your music as well, right? A lot of them I have, but a lot of them I haven't. So I, I, it's hard to say that I do because I don't want to take credit for the ones I haven't. But there are some really, like really, really talented producers out there that make beats that like I would have never made in my life. So so it's like a mixture. Do you write your stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, it's, that's a, it's a cool question because a lot of people ask that. And it's like, it's crazy how like, that's a question people ask that like, oh, do you write your stuff? Like, I, I find it really strange that like, people well, wouldn't like people write don't. their, yeah. yeah. I, I get that like, not everyone has like, you know, crazy talents and stuff. I find it less personal. When you don't write your music, it's sort of just there like, how are you representing something that you haven't written? Right, shots um, at PDD. Nah, nah. As in like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, look, if, if the song bangs, the song bangs. Like, this is the whole thing that everyone asks about. Like, I, I'm a bit, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of like my brother in the sense that I owe a lot of my music taste, by the way, to my brother. A lot of it. Because he showed me the ways, right? Of the of the old school, <laughs> old school music. And I've always, I've always had a lot of his like hand me down to like his Blackberry, for example. I remember having like a massive library of music on this Blackberry that my brother gave me. And it was like the OG songs, like a lot of, um, 
Drake's new Care Package album. A lot of those songs were on there. So when he dropped it, I was like, oh my God, like how these not been on Spotify before? A, a lot of my music taste obviously has, has come from him. He's usually been the guy who sits in the front with the Yorks anyway. So uh, sort of get forced to, to listen to what he likes. And I think he's got, I think he's got an awesome taste as well. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, so, so with that, I've been able to tap into different, different genres when it comes to, to making music. The genre in terms of the music that you make, was that the kind of same kind of genre you, I know you said you listen to like quite a broad range of music, but was that the same kind of type of songs that you'd listened to before? I know a lot of people who make songs that they don't actually listen to. Like I know a guy who makes like rock music, but he actually doesn't like rock music, which I find really cool because like he's doesn't necessarily have a lot of influence, which means that he's easily like able to make his own like sound. Whereas like a lot of the times when I was making a lot of my music, people would say like, oh, that sounds a lot like this guy or that sounds a lot like this guy. And as much as that's like a compliment, it's also like, but it's my song uh, and I want it to be my sound. And I think that's like the trickiest part of making music. And that's something that I've said to a lot of people who make music that like work on actually your, your sound and what you want to represent and your image as well, more than actually just making music yeah and on the writing stuff as you said like i think i grew up under the impression that everyone just wrote their own songs yeah and it's only later on i like understood that i don't know i, I guess you could have people with such amazing voices and all that but they just if they try to sit down and write a song it'll just be like trash right and the same the other way where you have so many songwriters out there that maybe they just can't sing so i guess their talent if it wasn't for the fact that people sometimes sing songs that they didn't write then they would kind of the songwriters wouldn't be able to do what they do i guess yeah no i agree because like if you think about it like I, I think i remember seeing a video about like the creation of i think it's i think it's a song called stay by zed and alessia cara okay yeah um it's one of those like pop songs and it's got a bit of like an edm vibe but i remember seeing the the, the progression of this song and like the how, how it started and it started with a girl who not many people have heard of made this like this like wrote the song um and made like a little demo and then the, the the singer just sort of copied it like exactly the way it was and i was just there like wait so she didn't write it like i found it very difficult to understand but i guess that's just how the industry works i understand like i understand like writing it together like being in the same energy like in a studio and just sort of like making something together that like i feel like i've i've had that as well like I don't record a lot of things with someone else, but when I have, like, I always ask for their input and be like, oh, is that a little cringe? Is that a little... And they always give me, like, sort of constructive, like, I guess, criticism. I'm a big fan of Drake, just like my, I know my brother is. And a lot of people have asked me, like, oh, like, how, how can you listen to someone and how can you be such a fan of someone who doesn't write their own music? And I just think, like, that's... A, it's a fair point, but, like, at the end is of the Drake day, like... not write his own music? Is what people say. And, and this is... He, he has had like I guess a couple of ghostwriters but I think most of them have been credited but I think he gets a little bit of help here and there but he can he's proven he can write in right. that whole you know that ghostwriting scenario that occurred with him and Meek Mill yeah yeah with back to back and charged up like I guess back to back is Denu def definitely one of my favorite songs and probably my favorite diss track songs as well so yeah what is ghostwriting because it sounds just like they're just helping him out say Aaron I'm making a song and then you help me write on it but I paid you to be basically a silent you'll be a ghost so I won't credit you so yeah. essentially on the actual album credit it would say that it's just me writing it but in, uh, like in reality but in reality you you're just a ghostwriter that no one knows about and you're like you're not meant to tell anyone that you ghostwrite for me uh, okay that's i thought ghostwriters just helped him out but the credit thing i feel like you should they always give credit right they're just doing their job like it's almost seen as like such a bad thing where i thought they were just helping him out like why is it that bad i mean like it's a big thing like it's basically like if you're gonna like go ahead and insult someone 
it has to be you that does it. It can't be someone else that did it for you. So it's okay to get a little bit of help, but then obviously they're not going to credit it. I don't know. Like, I think there's just a bad stigma around it, which is fine. It's like, it's okay to be credited, but a lot of people would just rather look like, you know, it's more impressive if you look like a solo writer, I guess. I feel like any big artist though, I bet none of them these days write their own fully from start to finish, write their own songs. That's not what ghostwriting is though. Like ghostwriting is like, look, you write this for me. I'll pay you to like not say that it was your song and then I'll say it's my song. But like Ghost is like completely like I've not written a single like bar basically, essentially in theory. Obviously like you can change things and adjust things, but like essentially this guy writes a song and then you just perform it and then you call it your song. It's sort of like outsourcing in like a business world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a really um interesting story about Drake actually. Oh. You know how, <laughs> you know how, um, I think, I think my brother mentioned it in his podcast where, in his episode, sorry, where I think he went to, he's been to a few Drake concerts. I think, Hola. wasn't that one where you, where you guys were with him as well? I wasn't with him, but he was at the same Drake concert I was at. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So the one before that, so I think it was the 2017 tour that he did where he released more life and then was touring on that. <laughs> it, well, he usually... Drake usually tours in, in March, around March time when he comes to, to London or, or Europe. And he was actually coming to London on my birthday. And my brother was like, had the tickets already. And he's like, oh, someone literally just dropped out. Do you know anyone who'd want to go? And I thought he was like being like, oh, like, do you know anyone who'd want to go? And I was thinking, oh, okay. So he's trying to take me as a surprise, right? So I'm there like, I, I had my first year availables at that time. So I was like revising in like a Starbucks or something. And then like, he called me and he, uh, like maybe like an hour or two hours before the, and he called me and he's like oh did you manage to find anyone who could get the ticket and i was just there like wait oh no i think no sorry I, I called him and i was like oh so when do you want me to be there or something like that and i was like <laughs> wait am i not am i not covered and he's like no nah, like did you not find anyone i was like i thought you were trying to take me and i and oh, it was just like no i don't want to put my i don't want to put my uh or make it look like my brother's a, a bad person but i think it was just like I, I i thought he he knew how much of a fan i was but I don't think we ever like fully spoke about how much of a fan I was. So it was really oh, funny. <laughs> it was really funny. It was like one of those things where I was just like, wait, it's my birthday though. Like I got the signs. Like <laughs> I read it. But, yeah. He's oh, like, that's, that's, I need to get that, He needs to get the 140 yeah. pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Did you go in the end? No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, raw. I didn't. Yeah. I wish I did actually. Cause that was, that's, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. So, so yeah. So, so music-wise, it's kind of cool with like YouTube and stuff. Oh, yeah, I've been doing I've been doing YouTube for a long, long time. I've been doing YouTube since 2010. So, January 2010. So it's been over 10 years now. Oh, I think that's when I started my channel. I'm not too sure when I first uploaded a video. But it's sort of been like on and off. It's hard to say that I've been doing YouTube for 10 years because it's been more of like whenever I have time, I post something, or if anything like funny comes up or anything cool comes up, I post. And it's like there's no schedule. And so like, it's been like maybe between the years of 2010 and 2012, I posted a few videos and then I took a massive break. And then like 2014, I posted a few and then I took a massive break and it hasn't been really like consistent. Yeah. And it's been very different as well. Like if you, I don't know if I've privated all of them now, but if you go through like my channel history, you'll see that like I go through loads of phases. Yeah. I, I had a look. Yeah. You start with like intros. You start making intros for like other YouTubers, right? I need to I need to private all of these because there's so many bad things on there. But um, I started with like FIFA fails. Those I don't think are like 
around and then i got into like producing music or making music but it was like really really bad it was like this software called dance ej that like you used in in primary oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like really really bad and then from there i moved on to intros and then that was cool because i was like i think i was around 13 or 14 at the time and i'd get paid like five pound per intro so it was like a little mini business for me. But I think the most I ever made in a month was like £50. So it wasn't like crazy. And then from intros, I went to reviews, unboxing and tutorials. That was like my my thing. And then that didn't really last long. And then I went into like the whole vlog thing. Yeah, I saw some of that. Inspired by like the likes of like obviously Casey Neistat, Mars Bar. Now it's just sort of, it's it's mainly music and music videos. But it's I've also like right now, for example, I'm working on a, on a vlog because at the end of um, January, I went to, to LA um, for like yeah. a week. I, I got to see a lot and I got to learn a lot because I was on my on my ones and I was just sort of like, it was the first time that like I fully went somewhere that I'd never been before and just had to explore this place like by myself. So I sort of thought I'd film it all and then do like a little story or like a, a narrative over it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy though, because like that was the week, when the week that I was there, it was the Sunday where Kobe actually passed. So I was actually yeah, I was in gonna the city. Say- yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was, um, it was something that like being from the UK and like seeing a lot of what people say about the US in terms of whether that's like stereotypes or discrimination or whatever. It was, for me, it was a big shock to see the kind of reaction that the whole world, I guess, had, but mainly like what the US had about someone who's a well-known person, but also black. I felt like that during that time, they saw through all of that and just, you know, they were, everyone was in hurting sort of thing. And I felt like really like, I guess like proud of like humanity when like, like, cause like the whole city was like in, in hurting. Like it, there were like graffiti everywhere. There were like posters everywhere. They changed the, the Santa Monica pier, like wheel to like the Lakers colors Yellow and, and purple, 24. Yeah. yeah and, and like stuff like that. And I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was a guy who was basically the symbol of LA for such a long time. Despite LA having like Hollywood and everything. The whole like Kobe and then like throwing a piece of paper in the bin. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, it was really nice to see that. It was crazy to see like such a buzzing like city go through something like that. Did that almost like dampen the trip? Like, I guess it gave you the chance to see that kind of side of LA, but it was almost like in mourning. Yeah. Kind of maybe not as fun maybe as the thing is it was actually they were in mourning but they were also embracing a lot of what yeah, he, like, yeah. accomplished and i think that was what it was nice what was nice about it like i went to the staples center i think a few days after it happened and it was still packed and there was like um boards around there people were writing ch- um, with chalk on the floors there was like flowers and balloons and all these kind of things near like the the sort of the, the actual stadium um, everyone was sort of chanting like Kobe, and there was it was really cool. There was a there was a bunch of kids who had a bin and then like bought like loads of A4 paper and were like, oh, like shoot oh, one for Kobe, yeah. like sort of thing. It was really really cool. But yeah, like it was it it didn't necessarily ruin the trip, but it made it very difficult to. I was actually supposed to go to the game the Tuesday after uh, the oh, Tuesday really? that I was there, but that was the Tuesday after it happened, and so they postponed the whole thing. And I, I couldn't that go. that was the LA kind of like or oh, here it's called a derby, but. That was Clippers against Lakers. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, w- I was like, oh my God, like this is the perfect time to, to be in LA right now as well. Like I've got to catch this game. The tickets were like 150 or like 200 yeah. pounds. And I was like, oh, like I'll, I'll just take the L and just buy it. Like it would be worth it. And then everything happened. I was like, oh damn. Like was, was the trip there for like music or anything? Or was it just kind of something you wanted to do? So this is the thing. Cause essentially I, I made a, I made a song, which is actually my next release. 
I made a song in August last year. So I've almost I've been I've been waiting on this song for almost a year. And it was like a summer summery vibey song. And I told myself that like I can't release it now. And this was in August. I can't release it now because it's the end of the summer. So I'll wait on it and I'll do it right. Cause I thought it was a really, really good song. It's one of my favorite songs that I've made. So I thought, obviously, where's the best place you can film a music video? And it's LA, right? So, well, it, it, to be fair, it depends, obviously. But for me, it was like, this is such an LA vibey song that I was like, okay, I'm a flyer to LA. It's actually featuring one of my mates from America as well. So I thought he lives in Phoenix. I'll go to LA and we'll meet and then film this video. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it, but that was like part of why I went, but also just cause I, I just love LA. I love like the, the vibe and the, the feeling in, in a city like that. I was there two years ago or two years prior to that. And I only spent like a day and a half or two days there. And I was like, I need to be, I need to come back here on my own and like just explore everything. So that's sort of why I went back. But yeah, there definitely was a, uh, the back of my head was like, All right, I need to get this music video done as well. Do you have a favorite video you've made? A favorite video, damn. Like even maybe including your intros or oh, unboxings. Or <laughs> I think my favorite video has got to be my Kenya vlog. So essentially I used to live in Kenya for two years. And so that was when I was 13 to when I was around 15, I came back to the UK and I went back for their graduation. Cause over there, like in, in the UK, like you don't really have a graduation for high school. Whereas over there in the US and a lot of other countries they do. So I thought, let me go back uh, and surprise them and just sort of spend a weekend with those guys. So uh, I vlogged the whole thing. And I think for me, it's mainly been just like a thing that I've been able to look back at. That's, I think that's the biggest thing for me with, with my vlogs. It's like, like the Warwick one, for example, I look back at it and I, I think my brother said that he's looked back at it a few times as well to sort of take him back. And yeah, it's, it's just really, really nice to, to see that. I think so the Kenya vlog's definitely one that I'd, I'd say I like the most. An honorable mention would probably be like the iPhone 10 unboxing. So it came out in like November of like 2018 or something on the day it came out or like maybe the day before I was allowed access to, to unbox this phone. How? By who? I, I have my contacts. Let's just say that. Set <laughs> <laughs> some of those contacts. <laughs> I was just there like, holy crap, like this is going to be the best thing ever. Didn't have to wait in any queues or anything like that as well. So it was like, it was really good. And told my, um, I was really close with my A-level or like my college teachers and like the head of like sixth form and stuff. And I said like, look, I've got this opportunity to unbox the new iPhone. Could I like miss school for it? And they were just like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Go on then. What, really yeah what? yeah they were so That's sound mad. they were so sound there was another there was actually another vlog that i did um, did people know you did like youtube then i was that kind of guy so i have this i still have it in fact i could grab it i have this jacket that says like youtube on it and i got it from like the youtube headquarters okay it was a it was a flex but it was also a really nice jacket um and i was that kind of guy that would just wear it everywhere i went sort of thing yeah so i think people knew but like they didn't they didn't ask but they saw it and they joined the dots but yeah, there was another one, actually, another case where they let me go to insomnia instead of go to, going to a, a university fair that was compulsory because, do you, know, do you guys know what insomnia is? Is it a gaming thing? Yeah, it's a gaming convention. It's like the biggest one in the UK. And they literally let me go to this gaming convention instead of going to a university careers fair because I somehow made it seem like it linked to my future path or career path. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I remember them letting me go. And I was just like, all right, cool. Let's go. That's mad. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. I remember all my, my mates just thinking like, how the hell have you managed to do this? Like, Was YouTube something that you maybe like, did you try and keep it quiet? Or were you quite like open about doing it? Because I know a lot of people might kind of have a sly YouTube account on the side and 
upload stuff but they don't really want their friends to like find out because yeah they might take i mean a piss or something i've heard a lot of people have you know tell their stories about how like they used to get bullied for it and like stuff like that i'm trying to remember if i ever did and i don't think i ever did i think people used to like tease me and like i had this like intro that i used to i used to say i was like like hey guys keep it saying like people used to like say that a lot a lot but like i didn't i didn't i never found that like bullying i never like yeah. Because in the day, like they're getting me views. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, <laughs> I know that it's like them them teasing me means that they watch my stuff. So like they're sort of yeah yeah they sort That's of take the elder. Maybe when I was a lot younger, I probably did. But as I got older, it was sort of like if it came up in conversation, I'd bring it up. Because to me, I don't think that I'm like this. As you said at the beginning of the episode, like, as I replied to, I don't think I'm this big YouTube superstar because I could. It's, there's not a lot going on, and I, I'm not consistent and all that kind of stuff. So. I don't want to tell people I'm this person and then them to look in and be like, oh, I'd rather be underestimated than overestimated, I guess. Is the Would you call yourself it. a YouTuber or like a musician, music artist? Don't call myself an artist either. I, no. Yeah, it's one of those things where like the whole, so like my artist name, for example, is Low Key, but it's L-O-W-K-I-Y yeah. instead of K-E-Y. But then that's different from your YouTube name as well. Yeah, and then Keypips is like this weird name that I, I think my dad gave me when I was a kid. And they both have just been like fun. They have, they've never, they've never been like, I'm gonna do this. I, I want to pursue this as like something more than a hobby. And hmm. I think that's why I don't, you know, as time has like sort of developed and as I've seen sort of my potential and stuff over the, the last few years, I can't lie. Like, obviously it's crossed my mind, you know, doing music full time, doing YouTube full time, doing streaming full time. At the moment, I just don't think I can think like that just because I need to get my degree out of the way. And then, yeah. you know, whatever happens after that is what happens. I think with YouTube, it's never been like, I'm a YouTuber. Like, I, I, hate, I hate saying that I'm a YouTuber because I feel like if I say that, then I've got to live up to it. And because of my inconsistency hmm. and my not crazy numbers, I can't really say that. Hamish, do you think you're a podcaster? I don't know. I mean, do you say that? I mean, do you tell people you're a podcaster? I don't. I don't. I don't. I th- people say it more about us than me saying it about myself. Oh, okay. You might find the same thing as well, Kian. No, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel as well about all the stuff that I do. Like, oh, you're a streamer, you're a YouTuber, you're an artist. Like, not really. I, I make I make music, I make videos, I stream, but I wouldn't call myself a streamer. Just like I think you guys wouldn't call yourself a podcaster, but you you have a podcast. I think it's like it's not the main thing we do. Right. No, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. That it's more of a hobby rather than that's, that's what I want my title to be. Do you not like think they can say it like, that's like one of the things you do. I guess in our case, it's one of the things we do. So that's why they say he's also a podcaster. Yeah. yeah. Fair, I don't have a problem with anyone calling themselves a YouTuber. I like, I wouldn't have a problem if you called yourself a YouTuber or an artist or anything, right, but it's just right. interesting to see if people do themselves. I think you're right. Like the thing is that like when people, so for me, when someone says like, an artist or youtuber or a streamer or whatever it is it's like that's what your like title is as i said like you can say that you you have a youtube channel you can say that you create music but then calling yourself an artist or a youtuber or a streamer is like you saying this is like what is under my like instagram bio basically do you know what i mean whereas like i'd I'd call myself a content creator okay because i i I wouldn't categorize myself in any one of those things i'd say that I, i create content we might call you an artist for the clickbait no, yeah, do you think? No, do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm not complaining. But yeah. <laughs> I know you mentioned like Casey Neistat a bit earlier, but when you were like looking to do YouTube and were like a bit doing a lot of vlogs and all that, were you looking at anyone in particular to like kind of aspire to? Yeah. Um, so with the vlogs, 
I think um, if you if you know who he is and you see my vlogs, you'll definitely see the influence. Mars Bar. I actually don't. I I know I've watched. I've never heard of them. I've watched quite a few vloggers. Um, he's a very um he's a very low key UK YouTuber. He's got really nice nice videos. He's got like three channels. So he's got Mars Bar, he's got Mars Bar Vlogs, and he's got Tech Flow. And he's like a very techy guy. He's sort of like why I think. I used to watch a lot of his stuff is because he, he'd have a lot of tech and he'd have, I could just relate a lot a lot to it as well. Just like his interests were quite similar to mine. And he used to do like daily vlogs and his sort of style, his sort of, his his like attitude in front of a camera was what I think I was heavily influenced by when I was creating the vlogs. But I feel like that's changed a lot over the last two years because I've died down on how much I watch him and I'm trying to like not be a copy of someone else. Because I, I recognize that <laughs> um, after a ton of people sort of said, oh, like these these remind me of this guy's vlogs. And I'm just there like, oh, like that's not what I'm trying to go for. Everyone's always taking inspiration from someone or another. Yeah. I guess it depends if you felt like you were literally copying him to like a T or right, more right. just inspired by him. But it's like, I, I just didn't want to be the guy who, you know, the Mars bar want to be. Do you know what I mean? Actually, I want to be more like myself when I'm vlogging and stuff like that yeah but then again i remember i remember a few people saying that like when they did watch my vlogs back in the a-level days they say like oh wow like you're just the same like you're not any different it's weird because you wouldn't expect that and i was there like oh really like fair enough so it was a bit like fair enough like if maybe maybe i'm so inspired inspired by this guy that i've like turned into him <laughs> just unknowingly yeah yeah what are some tips for like people? I guess I, I know it's tough because I know I know you don't really class yourself as a YouTuber or someone mm. who you don't, you don't think you're like consistent or anything. Like that. But you've you've got over like a thousand subscribers and and say you've got like a fan base. Or do you think that's more because of your music? I think my fan base is heavily from my stream, my streams, my streaming. Okay, your streams. So stuff. um, yeah, 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 definitely. Because I think if if you're a consistent viewer of for things like my streams because i'm more consistent with my streams than i am in my youtube videos it's hard to be like a i don't like saying fan because i hate i hate having um calling them fans because it gives them and me a certain status level or relationship level that's that's where, like, true yeah whereas like I, I don't want it to be that way like I, I want it to be more of like this respectful relationship between each other so like with my streaming like viewers I like they're literally on a level with me because there were times like last year, for example, where I'd stream every day for like six hours. Oh wow! And so they they become this like they're they're essentially my friends, right? Like they're essentially yeah. friends of mine. So they're the kind of people that I know, no matter what I do, whether that's post a video, make music, or stream, they will be there, sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas like with YouTube, before my streaming, like before I made this like cult fan base on my uh, on my streaming side of things, I think my YouTube was mainly friends. Yeah, just because I was because I was hopping, I, oh, I hopped to different schools, and I was in Kenya, and then I was also back in uh, in the UK, and like I just moved around a lot. I just managed to have this a decent amount of people that I actually call my friends. So that like actually, if you look at the comments of like my older videos, a lot of them were just people that I actually know in real life, which I think is really yeah. cool. I think we find that with the podcast a bit as well, like especially mm. starting out, like a lot of your viewers and listeners are going to be friends. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself a YouTuber or a streamer or whatever it is, but I think that because I've been doing it for quite a long time, I'm able to see you know what works and what doesn't. And like, that's a big thing. I think get your friends in on it because that's the best way that you can start because otherwise you literally have no one. Hmm. With, with a platform like YouTube, for example, you, you can create as many videos as you want, but if you're not getting yourself out there, 
then obviously no one's going to see it. So you start with your friends and if your friends like it and they show like their parents, for example, and or like their friends, and then it sort of goes up and up and up from there. That's a very easy way to start off. Another thing I'd say is that like, find what value you're giving to the audience. Like figure out when you're creating this video, what are the audience actually gaining from this? Because that's the biggest part of, I think, why people will stay you know, or stay and watch your videos. Because if it's just a video, I've seen a lot of videos of like my friends or like, or people who, you know, tune into the streams and like, oh, check out my video. And I, I watch it. And the only reason why I'm really watching it is because they're part of my audience and like, I, I want to make the effort. Whereas like, if I saw that video and I didn't know who they were, I'd be thinking, why am I actually watching this video? You know, and I think that's like a really big part of any content that you're making. It's like, know what you're giving to the audience. So that they're aware of like what they get from watching your videos, listening or uh, tuning into your streams, listening to your podcast, for example. When there's that sort of target or that sort of niche, I guess, it makes it very easy to one, find people that you want who will like your stuff, but to give an understanding of what they are expected to listen to or, or gain from it. Right. So that's like a big, big thing that I think I've actually no noticed recently that like I I've been trying to put more into actually understanding how content creation works and try and sit back a bit and be like, okay, why is this working? Why is this not working? And that's a big thing that I realized. It's like, if you know what, what you're giving to the audience, then the audience will then know what they're receiving. And yeah, that's how you sort of create a fan base, I guess. No, I think that's really well put. I agree with everything you said there. But yeah, should we uh, hear some of your music? I, mean, I want to come back to the streaming bit, but I think let's yeah. uh, split up. You're like rolling in some of my music. Yeah, Hamish. The first song is actually Light by yourself and Alex McQuarrie. I don't know, I think I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, Alex McQuarrie, yeah. <laughs> Feels like you lie to me, trying to hide from me. If you have the life of mine, oh, I never want to leave ya. Oh, I never want to leave ya. Oh, I never want to leave ya. I don't want to hear it, I just gotta have you in. Let's just run up on my spine and give it me a fear. Oh, I never want to leave ya. That was a snippet from his first song. See, this is why I asked you the question earlier because your production quality was so high here and like the beat and everything was just like so good. I was like, wait, this surely this couldn't have been his first song. That's why I had to ask it earlier. Yeah, it's my first song that I released. Again, like I mean this in the most humblest way. I wouldn't want something to go out unless I think it was, you know, something that I'm really, really proud of. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what I mean, that like that was my first track. But there's actually a really cool, really cool backstory to that. So as I said earlier, I, I've juiced music for a very, very long time. I was a big, big fan of EDM as well. I still am. So I used to like make a lot of EDM tracks. It wasn't very good. Yeah. So I, I had a rough idea of how producing worked. And then my good friend Alec, who I met through Minecraft online, <laughs> and we must we've been friends for like six years now he's like a christian rapper or he, he says that he's a christian rapper but i feel like he's sort of coming out of that now it's also a christian rapper so i guess just someone who one doesn't swear yeah i think that's fair to say well he doesn't swear yeah uh, in any of his tracks he talks a lot about you know the bible and jesus in his music and the, and just christianity in general okay but also i think he's a he's a very proud christian so i think he tries to to bring that into his music so with him he, he produced a lot of his music and the production wasn't like the best and i'm not saying i'm you know the best producer either but it was very like basic things so i told him like you know you could you could do this you could do that and then one time i i wanted to show him how autotune worked um because i said what he initially did was layer his vocals 
And that sort of gave it a bit of a pitch correction, but I said, no, like you can actually tune your voice, you know, perfectly, essentially. So I sent him this like snippet of me humming the the hook to light because I heard this beat and I really liked it. So I was like, da, 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 da. and then like I had put the auto tune on top and he was like, bro, like you need to make this a song. This is like amazing. I was just there like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, like this sounds really, really good. I'm like, yeah, but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you how easy it is to auto-tune. And he's like, nah, let's make this a song. And then before you know it, he's made a verse. And I'm like, oh God, okay. So I made the hook and then I hadn't made music before. So I wasn't sure how I would, it, should I rap the verse? Should I sing the verse? Like it was all really messy and really quite bad. And then um, in August of that year, so this is probably in around May and slash June time. And then August, the end of August, I flew out to America for a holiday and I thought oh let me spend a week at his so I was in in Phoenix for a week and then there I was like you know what let me finish this song we finished the song we made the video and we released it the next day um and that's what you what you guys played so it's it's a really really cool like I guess just journey that I went through for the first song that video did numbers as well it's cool because I think one I think people weren't expecting it and so that's what really brought the hype up but two I was lucky enough to like be in contact with a lot of people who had a lot of contacts. So one of my good friends dropped it on his story. It went from like, you know, whatever it was to like a crazy amount. And then it just sort of went up from there. So yeah, I, I think, yeah, it was mainly just the fact that how is this his first song? And like, this is crazy. This is so cool. We didn't expect this because I didn't tell anyone I was making music at the time. Okay. So it was sort of just like, where does this come from? So as your first song, like how long did it take from the moment you kind of maybe had the idea to write it or started writing it actually to actually like kind of releasing it? So I feel like this song's very, very different just because it was like my first song and like I hadn't really found my sound. And I, and even when I recorded those vocals, I still feel like I still wasn't at this point, but we released it because I was happy with it. So I think it was around April or May where this whole incident of like, I want to show you what autotune sounds like. And then he made his verse and then I made, the, I finished the hook in like June. And then I was still trying to brainstorm my verse and like all that kind of stuff. And then I just couldn't do it. So then August is when I finished it. So around four or five months. Okay. And we're talking 2018. And this is 2018. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Again, I feel like a lot of the time was me trying to figure out what I was trying to do and what I was trying to portray with the with the song. So for, with Alec, like he had this verse that we were sitting on for like months, whereas I was still trying to figure stuff out. Is it about anyone in particular? Okay, this is where it gets really interesting. So I put the lyrics in the, in the description of the video. Yeah, earlier I was trying to find low-key lyrics, like trying to yeah. find lyrics to your songs as I was like listening in to like to prepare for this. And I couldn't find yeah. them anywhere, but I didn't realize they were actually on YouTube. The thing is, the only thing is when, when you guys type in low-key on Google, it autocorrects the low-key, the actual low-key. And that's an artist, a yeah. really popular um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> UK grime artist. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying, but... Uh, is what it is. So yeah, that's, that might be why. So anyway, so this song, okay. The person that I am referring to, I've recently learned that it wasn't the case and that I got it completely wrong. So okay. it's kind of like, oops. <laughs> but <laughs> so I went out with this girl and it was like the first proper girl that like I actually really liked rather than it just being like, you know, when you're just like in primary or, or high school, like year seven and you like go out with girl, girls just to like, for the sake of it and I didn't mean anything. Okay, yeah. This is like the first time that like, I felt like we both had this like, it was it was a proper relationship, I guess. And it lasted almost two years, I think. And the only reason why it didn't last longer is because long distance doesn't work. So I was in Kenya at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously I had to move back to the UK and we both just agreed that like, 
like we're kids like we're not gonna be able to have the time of day we're at school all day like it's it won't work so we're like all right cool let's end it we ended it but like we were still really cool we were really really cool friends close friends then i mentioned how i went back to kenya for graduation at the time i found out that so this is three years later this girl is no longer a girl and yeah changed i i guess is now trans i i'm really bad with this like ling lingo like I, yeah i think yeah, that's the right thing to say whereas like the pronouns weren't she it was he yeah yeah so it was for me it was like when i went back to see him it was like really difficult because we didn't break up because we didn't like each other we broke up because we couldn't make it work yeah so like there were still feelings but then i couldn't have these feelings because that's not who i am mm-hmm. and like it was really, really difficult. And that, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I have to respect it. I have to agree with it. So it was like perfectly fine. Like I was like, look, I want you to know that like, I'm here to support you. I'm here, like I'm here for you sort of thing. But then when I was there, someone who I thought was his close, close friend, but actually wasn't told me that I was like this test and that like, I was used to like, see if, right. do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's sort of, and, and that's sort of where this song is coming from. So if you look at the lyrics of the song, there are no, there are no pronouns at all. I didn't say she, I didn't say girl, I didn't say anything. Like, okay. Did you say them or anybody? No, it was just you and like something else as well. But like, if you look, there, there, there is yeah, no yeah. mention of she or her or anything. And uh, if you read the lyrics as well, like the, the hook is, feels like you lied to me trying to hide beneath you were the light for me. And oh, I never want to leave. Yeah. The first verse is, you put your mask and disguised you, but who am I to tell you anything different if only I knew? So I'm basically saying like, you put your mask on, I'm not trying to judge you, like do your thing, but like, why didn't you tell me? Or like, why did you, do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it, it was pretty deep. But as I said, like I, I later found out, actually very recently, like the last few weeks, I found out that I was completely wrong. I wish I could take it back, but I kind of think it's low-key a banger. So like, <laughs> I don't really want to delete the video and it did numbers, but I definitely don't mean it anymore. And I, you know, that song allowed me to get over it. So it was, it was kind of like that sort of thing that I did where I used it to, to get something off my chest. So he knew that this song was about him. No, no. If he is watching, like he, he won't, or listening, sorry, he, he, he won't have that kind of like, oh, what the hell? Why? It's a really cool, like, as I said, like he, he's a really, really cool guy and I'm really proud of like what he's going through like you know he, he he's uh done a lot in terms of the transitioning and stuff and it's like really cool he actually is a, an amazing singer by the way <laughs> and actually has a youtube channel where he sings covers and originals and stuff so i've seen like you can really see the transition of like you know like how like the hormones and like things like that whereas like, like now it's like a really um a lot deeper and it's really really cool to see that like transition but there's always that part in my head it's just like mad you know like <laughs> yeah when when you bit. said it was a deep story I, I wasn't expecting yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah 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 i think that's like the craziest one of the craziest things i think i've ever been through in terms of relationship wise because how are you supposed to like you see when it's like if you break up or if, if you deal with like a a girl who's like you know mistreated you or or, or cheated or then like fine like you go through this deep like um like heartbreak or whatever but it's like cool like you know we move but like with this like there weren't many people who could relate there weren't many people who who knew exactly what i'd been through you know a lot of people were using it as a way to like tease me you know which like i got over very quickly but like it's just crazy that like with this like the way society's moving now that like stuff like this happens and it's very new to all of us but yeah yeah it was a, it's a cool story but as i said like, i hope if he is listening that like i don't mean you know I, as i said i am i'm proud of you know what he's doing and i don't want it to be one yeah. of those things you know
Yeah, that's good. Next song is Drops, once again by yourself. No features this time. When your whole life you've been dreaming now Sometimes you can sleep in fat I want it so much I could hardly ever keep it in trap That's a fact Mind going crazy Visions, impulses, hazy Thinking way too much You know it's mad You start to get lazy But it's all in here You just gotta try So stop wasting your time It's what I should have said Instead of losing my mind You can do it man I believe in you What if it isn't good enough? How will I see it through? That was my view All these voices And all these choices so that was dropped by Loki. And once the first thing I wanted to add on to this was, but now obviously, obviously, I was listening to this prior to the episode, all the songs just to see what my grasp was on it. And I was like, right, man, you can really flow. Like, this was like, it just has really good flow. And I was like, right. So the beats, the flow, and the wherever you're producing, or whether it's you or someone else producing it for you, like, it's like really, really good. I'm just like, it sounds like it's um, mainstream enough for like to be popular. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's actually something that I got a lot from from this particular song. I think um, with this song, it was um, it was it was a weird one because I wasn't sure how people would react. It was a very sl- not slow, but it was a very like sad boy kind of song, and I wasn't sure if everyone would be on board with it. And also it was like my first track, like I was sort of just there like, oh, like I don't know if this is a good idea or not. And surprisingly, like I got really, really, really good like positive feedback. And obviously the numbers were pretty good as well. Like on, on YouTube, it did pretty well as an audio. Before my latest track, it was the most popular song of mine from Spotify. And yeah, I, I think with, with this song in particular, it, it meant more to me than, you know, it just being a song. And I felt like I wanted it to be one of those songs that if anyone was sort of going through anything, they listen to it and like heal. I think that's what like the vibe I was yeah, going Yeah, I kind of got like an inspirational kind of vibe. Yeah, like it. I get you're going through shit, but like you can... I might have to swear, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I get that you're going through stuff, but like, I don't. You know what it is? It's weird. I I don't like swearing, but like, I swear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like get when I hear mean. myself swear, yeah. I'm like, ugh. But then, like, yeah, it just sort of comes out. But yeah, I get that. Like, you know, you, you've gone through stuff, but like, look, you need to you just stop being like lazy. You got to stop being this kind of soppy person. And actually, do something about it. And I think that's essentially. It was kind of like what I was going through the time as well. The time of like when I made the song. I just started my first year of uni and uh, because it didn't count, uh, I wanted to sort of explore my other things. So at that time, I'd only just st- sort of started music. I was obviously, I'd been doing a few YouTube videos at the time. I wanted to get really big into streaming. I was a videographer as well. And like, I was finding it really difficult to like prioritize what I wanted to do. And that m- made me less productive because i'd be dwelling on like you know the fact that i'm not or like i'd have to because i'm doing trying to balance all these things i wouldn't be able to put my 100 into all of them Mm -hmm. which meant that if you look back at it you actually are doing something but it doesn't look like it so it made me feel really like unproductive and that's sort of the lyrics that i said where i said uh something like oh crap i forgot my lyrics (laughs) (laughs) i said something like uh lazy but you've got to like keep going that's essentially the message of of the song you know like i sort of ask myself like yeah there's like a bit of dialogue between like you know voices in my head sort of thing so it's kind of cool i was really surprised as i said from how people took it because i know a lot of people don't like expressing there's a lot of people that see see that kind of music uh, and if they like it they don't want to show that they like it because they feel like it makes them look vulnerable or like weak yeah and that's the sort of, that's why I was a little bit worried about people listening to it. But actually, surprisingly, I got really, really amazing feedback. There's this one guy. Do you, do you guys ever have that one guy that like you respect so much, but like you probably shouldn't because one of those guys that like isn't 
necessarily the best person in the world but because he has this like status you have to like sort of respect him yeah but you don't really want to do you know what i mean like a dickhead but he's done well yeah but that's essentially what i want to yeah, say yeah. but you you have respect for him yeah, yeah even though he's a dickhead like do you know what i mean yeah i don't name names but yeah i, I think i yeah, yeah wait, 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 i'm trying to think of someone <laughs> i'll actually i'll name his name but i'll cut it out and to keep it from me was not the worst of it would be one hamish for me <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. For some odd reason, you really respect them, but you, you just, you know, they're in just this least little piece of like shit that you're just like, oh, yeah. One of those guys reached out to me and said, damn, like I had this song on loop, like I can't stop listening to it. And I was like, raw, like this guy's like a massive Drake guy. He's like a big, big, like, you know, rap guy. And he's listened to this kind of song and he liked it. I was like, raw. Like, was this like a guy from school or something? I feel like if I say anymore, <laughs> <laughs> if I speak, I'll be in trouble. So what was this your first solo track then? This was like my first track that I was like, all right. I'm a, I'm a make music now, you know, okay. like light was just like a banter and it was like, cool. Like I like the song. And then I released drops in June, 2019. <laughs> so almost just over a year ago. And I'd taken a massive break between light and drops that like I was able to sort of craft and just make loads and loads and loads. And then eventually I made drops. Uh, and there's actually, it's really cool uh, with, with drops. I had the first verse and the hook, but I hadn't had the second verse yet. And I was streaming. And uh, I was showing my, my, my stream, like the kind of music that I've been working on recently. And they really, really, really like drops. So I was like, oh, you know what? Screw it. Let me just make this here. And like, let me finish this verse. Let's do it right now. That's cool. And one of the viewers, shout out Hyper Gadgets, was like, damn, this is sick. Are you going to upload it? And like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, like I just need to purchase the beat because it wasn't my beat. So like I have to lease it. And he was like, oh, how much is it? And I was like, I don't know. Like checked online. It was like 25 or $30. He literally PayPal'd me that money just oh, there yeah, and then. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I bought the track. I like uploaded everything, like just there and then. It was like so cool. Shout out to him then. Yeah, shout out Hyper Gadgets or Alvi. So yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a really cool story. So now this song is actually a personal favorite. This is the one I've listened to multiple times since. Wait, which one's this one? This one's the Way Freestyle. Oh, okay. But it's only one minute long. This is, I don't want to say it because I know you don't like to be compared, but basically the visuals remind me of behind bars kind yeah, of visual. That yeah, was, that was what we were going for. Oh, I was yeah. thinking like Daily Duppy. Or is that the same thing or something? Mm, mm, mm. Oh, I don't know which one it's called. Sorry, it's Daily Duppy, yeah, not behind bars. Nothing for something, always keep a hundred light heady. Bar so cold, but mini still heavy. Only 18 life, simple, keep it steady. 2019, moving like they weren't ready. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. Only time I saw beach on TV. Wanted life on the seaside with a new ride. Hold my head up, walk with a fresh side seat. I never had nothing, but I didn't let it face me. People hate me because they couldn't replace me. And then it hit me. That wasn't seeing things very clearly. Fake promises and nearly. Live my own life sincerely, truly. I mean, huh, how can you not see that this can't work without a fee? A price, not nice, not able to see. Damn, okay. So the way freestyle was just one of those things. I loved the the behind bars that Drake did, and I loved the instrumental as well. And so that's why I use that same instrumental. Something that I do on my Instagram is I like to do like freestyles or like covers of like different songs, but add my own twist to it. So like at the moment, I've done a few. I did like the No Guidance remix, like Loki remix, where like I sang the chorus that you know, no guidance is the, the song with Drake and Chris Brown, but uh, I added my own verse to it. So it's sort of like me trying to add my own twist. And so this was the second sort of remix that I did. And I just wanted to just create something cool. And one of those things that I, I really love doing is like making sure that whatever I put out, you know, is at the best quality or the best sort of, you know, thing that I want it to be. And so that's why like this, <laughs> this freestyle, I went through two editors. I'm, I made the freestyle in March. I recorded it in at the end of March, but I only released it in like August or something. And it was like that to, to show sort of how how much effort I wanted or, or how much time I put into it. 
So yeah, that's sort of like a, the backstory, but the song itself was more of just me trying to work on my, I guess, flow. Um, it was like the first like rap style song that I'd ever done. And I thought it kind of would look nice with some Daily Duppy like text flying everywhere. Yeah, I've got to shout out this from your description. I see a guy called Ben did those yeah, visuals. Yeah. Oh man, Ben, big shout out to Ben. He's like my graphics designer. He's done literally everything that I have put out. Aside from drops, the drops cover, because that's what I mm. made. Every other like cover, my logo, that edit that he did, like it's all been him. Like he is so talented. He, oh, he's crazy. Yeah, these the visuals on this, like everyone listening, they should go check out the video because it's, yeah, sick. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, he, he absolutely smashed this. Um, I'm so happy I bumped into him. But yes. Yeah, so, oh, so it wasn't like a friend or something. It's a friend of a friend, actually. So in, in the way freestyle, I shout out a guy called Finley uh, or Finn, one of my like best mates from uni. And he told me about this Ben guy. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I always love like, because I've been able to build this sort of platform, I'm, I love giving people who, you know, who ne- who have so much talent, but don't really know what to mm-hmm. do with it. Um, I love giving them a platform. And so like, that's why Ben is like someone, I think Ben's a good example of someone who I've really, really, really pushed because he's so talented, as you've seen. I've pushed him to like big, like artist names as well. Like Zai Zai actually, I think follows him on Insta. You know, like I, I, every time someone's like, oh, who knows a good graphics designer? I'm always like, yo, check this guy out. Like he's done all these things for me and like stuff like that. I saw that sort of talent and I was like, you know what? I'm going to push him. I'll pay him like whatever he thinks he's worth. But I want to actually, instead of going to someone really professional, let me see what this guy can do. And he's just absolutely killed every project I've given him. So yeah, yeah. Shout out Ben. Yeah. You don't have to like mention like numbers or whatever, but like this is what the third, third song you put out on YouTube. Like, d- yeah. didn't it cost, like, a lot of money? Like, all this equipment and, like, recording the visuals, like, paying people right, to help you right. out, produce it and all that. So, in terms of, like, equipment, like, the camera I used was the camera I have. So, I didn't, like, necessarily buy, like, a, or I didn't hire a cameraman or anything. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, the visuals to, like, pay, you know, Ben for, like, cover arts and, and thumbnails and all these kind of things. To be fair, he gives me really reasonable rates. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just one of those things that I feel like, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this yeah. on a different level, but like you just have to invest in yourself, you know, like you have to invest in it's it's a hobby, right? For me, you know, just like people spend, you know, loads going, I don't know, going to the pub or going out like, you know, like or even like people who spend money on football or whatever. Like this is like what I spend my money on. Yeah. Because I, I've realized, you know, especially in the most recent years that like you have to spend money to, I guess, I don't, I don't want to say spend money to make money because I, I don't think I've made a lot of money from it, but you have to be able to spend money or invest, sorry, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Invest in your hobbies if you really are passionate yeah. about it. So, especially if you want the quality of, in terms of like technical Yeah, and output. that's and that's the other thing that like, as I, as I mentioned that like, I'm really a big fan of just making sure that everything's just good quality that yeah it does take a lot of money but again it's a hobby you know it's i don't go out you know every weekend or you know every night for that matter and i don't also drink as well so i don't spend money on like alcohol and like so i'm not saying that obviously that's a bad thing i'm just saying that that's what like people like to do and that's completely fine but because i don't do that i'm able to then spend my money on other things and so that's how the way i look at it anyway yeah and also i want to ask like what is actually like a freestyle what's the difference between a freestyle and just a normal song. So, okay. So this is a cool question because I feel like I also was asking a lot of that. And I think what I think anyway is that there's two types of freestyles. So there's a song, which is obviously, you know, a song you produce or, or like you, you work on as like a project, right? A freestyle is, there's two types of freestyles. So there's the freestyle that's like off the dome. Yeah. That's what I thought freestyle meant. 
Mm-hmm. See, so yeah, yeah, I was the same. I was the same. So I thought, you know, freestyles were off the dome. But actually, the, I think what's happened is like things like Fire in the Booth, for example, whilst a lot of people have done off the dome freestyles, a lot of them haven't. And they still call them freestyles. So it was sort of like, okay, well, what does this mean? So now I think there's like this thing of like the whole behind bars Drake thing. Uh, initially, that was behind bars Drake freestyle. I think they scrapped it though, because I think everyone in the comments were rinsing the fact that there's no way that's off the dome. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just like new thing of like, actually there's off the dome and then there's freestyle, but they're both called freestyles. So with Way, it's like you have these lyrics that you sort of have in your in your brain, but you haven't necessarily heard the song before. You're figuring out the flow itself in your brain, but you have lyrics already that you've written before. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of way I see it. So that that's what I've done in a lot of my freestyles that I put on Instagram, for example where and i actually used to do it on my streams a lot as well i'd never claimed that i was doing this off the dome but i'd always call them freestyles because i think that's okay yeah would you back yourself off the top of the head i want to get to a point where i think everyone's going to say this but uh juice world's a big person that i look up to in terms of that kind of stuff Hmm. where he's he actually flows and freestyles off the dome and it's he's done it for hours on end which is ridiculous but i wouldn't i wouldn't back myself now but i definitely want to be able to get to a point where someone gives me a beat and i can actually make something that people can record and listen back to and be like oh like you know oh you should watch this show called wilder now it's pretty hard to watch in the uk because it's american and it's on mtv and all of the you know hassle around it basically i think i've seen that before it's comedy freestyles, but it's mainly around hip hop, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, oh, it's like ASAP Rocky, Snoop Dogg, and so come on, and they'll absolutely kill the freestyle part, and like they properly freestyle in the wild battle. So like some people prepare like a final insult, yeah, for the final you know battle. Like the final battle is called the wild style in the right. round, and it's meant to be like the team that does the best insults to the others, and then that adds to the overall points, and then that team wins. Yeah, and yeah. someone like Snoop Dogg, um, I think MGK. Who else? Vince. Is it Vic Mensa? Vince Mensa? Vic Mensa. Who was the other one? ASAP Rocky. These are some of the people that went off the top and did really, really well on it. And you can see probably some really talented people that are always freestyling and coming up with stuff because the show's mainly about freestyling yeah. g- given the scenario. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they 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 bounce back at something, what yeah. someone said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have seen that. It's like, is it one is it that show where like they're on a stage and they're sort of like yeah. it's like a group of them, like two groups. Yeah. And they're like, there's an audience behind is that yeah, I yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen all clips from that. I think on like TikTok yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, they look really, really cool. Yeah, so it's actually really hilarious. And once you get to know the crew, but the thing is, I haven't watched it in like the last three or four years because of how difficult MTV. At one point, they were letting you watch it. If you just switched to American, you know, VPN, you could just watch watch it for free. But now yeah. it's like you have to log in. Now it's like even all the illegal sites are going down. There's like nowhere oh, to watch it. So if you're American, you get you get a really <laughs> good privilege of getting to watch that. But otherwise. Yeah, and there's yeah. been like some some of the mo- some famous like I guess comedians and freestylers and so on that have come up, have come from that show. Like, oh one, really? One would one would be this guy called Doughboy, D Ray Davis. Like you wouldn't really know it, I guess if you unless you follow like American hip hop or comedy. But right, right, right. Like they, these are a lot of these people. Like Cat Williams, Cat Williams was actually a crew member of that show before he went. Kevin Hart used to be on it as well. Yeah, I think I've seen clips of Kevin Hart on it actually. Yeah, yeah. So like. A lot of people have come up to that show because it's always been there for so many years. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that really cool. Tangenting, I don't know how I ended up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, yeah, makes sense. I mean, that that's an example of freestyling off the dome, right? But then you have like Find the Booth, for example, where like they're Ooh. saying a freestyle off the dome, but they've got like a phone in front of them. Like, how is that? 
you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's obviously yeah. not off the dome. I think the first time I watched was it the Avellino and Wretch three two far in the booth. Oh, I was man, like, okay, classic. no way is this off the top of the head. Like yeah. that's too yeah. good. No, those two are the like them two Kane or Devlin. Like these are some of the best lyricists in the UK. And they can go off the top. They can, yeah. But the thing is, I think um the big reason of, for why I, I noticed I, I I was the same with Wretches and Avellinos where like I saw Wretches and I was like, okay, if this is off the dome, you see how he got stopped. Yeah, yeah. Rewind. Yeah. He he said the exact same lyrics again. Like there's no way you just record all of that again off mm-hmm. the dome. Like that's just not, I don't think that's how it works anyway. So um, that was like obviously, but like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, that I, I think that's one of the best Find the Booth. Yeah, no, they're still massively um, impressive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of my mates actually went on the new Find the Booth, the Charlie Sloth one. I actually have like a, a mini studio. I'm currently at Cardiff University. So the house I'm at, I'm at right now that I rent out, I sort of turned into a mini studio. So there's like my setup here and then there's like a storage cupboard next like next to my room that I've like padded oh, out nice. and I have like a st- like LEDs everywhere. So I offer like, you know, like cheap studio services to people you know, like local artists in Cardiff. And one of the guys that I used to work with um, is a guy called Sonny Double One. And uh, he actually, he used to come into my studio and like, big him up a lot, you know, and like big himself up a lot. And I'd be like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm Charlie Sloth waiting for me to go and find the booth. And obviously <laughs> if someone tells you that and they're in your homemade studio, you're going to think, yeah, chat and, okay. shit, mate. and then all of a sudden he's on fire in the booth. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now, whether or not that was good or not, well, I'll let you decide. But yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of cool to, to see that. Do you know how he like got on? Is in, how'd you, how'd you get onto fire in the booth? I've no idea, but I know he's, he's known Charlie for a while. Okay. Charlie Sloth is good at finding talent just as before it blows up and then, yeah. or even yeah. before it's going to blow up or anything and just picking them up from early. Like, mm. I think that's also his job though, right? Yeah. As, as a sort of DJ or uh, someone big yeah. in the, in the, in the UK scene, like that's sort of yeah. what his, his role is, right? And he doesn't really big up American stuff all that much unless it's pop. Yeah. Like, unless it's like, how, how do you call it? Promoting UK stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. No, I agree. But I think with Sonny, the reason why, so he, I don't want to like, we didn't necessarily end off uh, the right um, the right way in terms of you know our, our relationship, but he has this one song that did like almost 400k on like de- on Link Up TV, I think. Okay, it's called like Mo Farrow or something, and I think even Mo Farrow was listening to it at one point. That did numbers, obviously, but all of his other tracks after that, you know, sort of were back to normal, I guess. And so I think that's how Charlie reached out because he must have seen something with that song, and then just they just sort of became friends. But how I met him was a really cool story because. As I sort of mentioned earlier, I do I do like a lot of videography and I'm actually recently getting back into it a lot. Like I'm currently working on a music video right now for, for hopefully going on Grime Daily. Oh, mad. The, yeah, it's, it's actually mad. With Grime Daily, like it's not like you don't necessarily have to hit this level. Like obviously you need a certain mm. level, but you just have to pay and you get your spot on Grime okay. Daily. Like it's not... It's not like a crazy, crazy thing. But if you, if you want like premiere, like if you want to be, you know, up there with like... I think it's like Grime Premier and then just normal Grime Daily videos. Okay, I didn't know and that. You have to pay a little bit more. But yeah. So with my videography experience in the past, I've been able to connect with a lot of different artists and their management and get along with uh, a lot of them. But someone in particular is someone called Zai Zai, very renowned UK artist. Yeah. A lot of people call him ZZ. Yeah, which, I call him ZZ as well. Yeah, he's not, he's not ZZ, mate. <laughs> he absolutely hates ZZ's it as a restaurant. well. Uh, his name's actually Zai Zai. So he's, he's known for his uh, very famous track, Fine Girl, done a... A re- most recent one that I think just gone gold with H called Bust Down. Uh, he has a few other tracks like Sensei Persian, but he's someone that like I've been able to get really close with. Obviously, I'm actually closer with his his like right hand uh, shout out Mems. 
yeah, he's been able to give me a lot of opportunity with my videography skills. So every time he comes to Cardiff, he's like, oh, like come through, like do like film, do your thing, like get pictures of me and all that kind of stuff. And he like tries to give me a, you know, a sort of, he allows me to just use my talent, I guess, or use what I love doing. So one time, so, so obviously, so Zai Zai's recently done a, a, a track with H called Bust Down and H recently won two tours. So the first time the tour happened, they came to Cardiff. And so because I was really close with this, these guys, I was able to be given like a access, like all access basically uh, with me and my other guy, Clive, um, yeah. who we do like videography with. And so I'm, I'm literally in the green room with H, his boys, oh, Zai, his boys. I saw called, this. Oh, did you see this? Yeah, I was watching on your story, I think like that day. Oh, right. Yeah. No, that was, that was incredible. I think that was crazy. It's, it's really cool because H is such a, I know it's the same with everyone, but he's such a normal guy. Mm. He's just like, he's like my, he was my age. I think he is my age actually. And like the way he was like chilling and like they were playing FIFA and like, it was as if like, it, it just felt very normal. It was really nice to like, really refreshing to see that because it's not what you expect, right? In a green room. What is a green room? Can someone just like catch me up here? So a green room's like where the celebrity is like preparing or like essentially oh, okay. it's like the dressing room but it's known as the green room, I think in like arts. Yeah, yeah. So obviously I was there like on stage as well. I made a, a little video for Zai as well. But the crazy thing was that like Sonny was there, but like he was outside like the backstage part. And he was sort of, I think he does this thing where, cause he's quite bait in, in Cardiff. Like people know him because of this one track. So I think he does this thing where every time an artist comes to this place, like he just tries to be like, yo, I'm an artist, like from this area and like put himself out there, which I rate, like, don't get me wrong, but um, that's how he came to me. And then that's how this sort of thing, this relationship with me and him. Are we going to have diss tracks with Sonny after yeah, this? Yeah. Do we need to start? All, right, all I'm, all I'm saying is that like, you're down. <laughs> all I'm saying is let's just say Ooh. someone's career is going to end. It's not going to be mine. So. Ooh. Jeez. If you do end up in doubt, you holler at your boy after rap or crap, I'll prove my writing <laughs> skills. Hey, you should have to ghostwrite. Noted. <laughs> We're drifting away, enjoying the conversation. So we'll go back to the next song. The next one is actually called, it says thank you in brackets. I assume that's how it's meant to pronounce, even though it's yeah, only four yeah. letters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. Cause I'm blessed on this world. I can't thank you enough. No matter what happens, man, I can't thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. Cause I'm blessed on this world. Oh. Cause if you look back and you keep your head up, striving to achieve back of your head, know where you came from, keeping it stored, pressing. So yeah, what was the inspiration between this song? This song was like, this basically song, basically what, what it made me think of you was like, you're too humble, man. Like, like Jesus Christ. Oh man, I, well, I appreciate that. But like, obviously like, I'm not the humblest person. I feel like that's what humble people say. But like, I mean, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, everyone has their faults, right? And if anything, this is, this song is why, you know, like something I've noticed about music is that like people will say, especially nowadays with the new age of hip hop, you know, people are saying a lot of things that they might not actually be associated with. A really good example is someone like 6ix9ine, you know, where he's <laughs> saying like, I'm a gangster and all that stuff, where actually he wasn't, these gangsters were being, where were using his money and then he was sort of using them as protection or something. That was sort of what, what was going on. So, you know, he was saying a lot of things that wasn't him or he didn't believe in, right? And it's like, but then he started believing it because 
if you think about the process of of an artist and how they make their music, right? They they're sort of drafting and they're making notes. Then they they make this this song. They do it like several times, several takes. Then they hear it back and they try like make adjustments and they're like constantly hearing it. And then once they release it, you know they're gonna perform it. And like if you say something that you don't believe in in your music, you're gonna end up believing it because you're manifesting it, right? Like you're saying th these things and you're repeating them over and over again. That eventually you're gonna believe it. So I took that and was like, okay, like what is something that like, I want to be more, right? Like what can I manifest and use that, use that whole concept in a good way. So that's why, where it sort of came from. And I think I sort of mentioned it at the, at the beginning of the video. And like, even the video itself, it was like, I wanted to do like random acts of kindness. And yeah, this was like that. just before Christmas time where I was like, you know what? Like I have a bit of money on me right now from like work or whatever, or like student finance, whatever it was. Let me actually just, you know, make someone else's day or just make someone smile. So like I I went around and I I went to like different people and was just like yo like here take these flowers or here take this chocolate like a lot of people gave me very disgusting looks um which I was really annoyed about because there was just one like guy who like was like uh who are you I, I walked up to him and I was like yo uh, sorry sorry to bother you and he's like uh like like get go away or something like that and I was like, I was like oh okay <laughs> and then like I just sort of walked away because I was like what am I supposed yeah. to say to that and then he clocked that I had like chocolate in my hand. And then like his girlfriend was like, oh, like what if he was trying to do something nice? And I was like, I just kept walking because I was like, look, that's cool, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. whatever, we moved. But yeah, no, it was cool. Like we, I got to, I met these two girls in the video from Australia and uh, I bought them like a coffee and a few donuts and stuff. Yep's. To be fair, like, okay. They, they, weren't, they weren't bad looking. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not going to lie to you and sit, uh, sit here and be like, they weren't chosen on purpose, but <laughs> like that wasn't like the point of it, so. Got the Instagrams there, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that no, you? no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm chat I'm chat <laughs> They left me on scene too, too many times. You're not, you're not left on scene. You just uh, left them speechless. <laughs> it gets that deep that you have to start making up yeah, different yeah. <laughs> You know when yeah. you have, what was the thing you just said? It. You know how you believe in something and you manifest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's manifested that. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. So yeah, so that was basically um, the story behind that video. For me, literally for me, it was just like, and I think with all my music, it's always been about me. But like, I thought, you know, maybe maybe I can inspire other people to to be humble. You know, people will look and be like, oh, that's cringe. And that's fine. Like, cool. Like, if you can't see past, like, I think because the, the hook is thank you, I can't thank you enough. People, again, they see someone showing gratitude and see that as a sign of weakness. And for me being, I guess, vulnerable, but it's like, if you can't see past that, then like, I don't really want you to listen to my music anyway. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That like, I want, I want people to like, listen to my music and some odd reason, I don't care how, you know, or what it is, like just be touched by it somehow. And this was like a big thing for me, this, this song in particular, because in the, in the lyrics, for example, you know, there's a lot that I talk about where I have, again, I have this dialogue between, you know, myself and my thoughts where it's like, I'm talking like I'm perfect, but I'm far from it. And then it's like, but you never told me it would be so hard to get. So I got to put my head down. So you got to put your head down and just grind for it. And then I'm thinking like, well, there's no time to stop, no time to thank anyone. Like, and then it's like talking about like, you know, I know it gets hard. I know like life is busy and like, you know, we're all trying to grind and whatever, but like, sometimes you just got to sit back and just thank thank people for things or, or just be thankful you know so yeah yeah that was uh essentially what this yeah was, about. Was, was there any like god's plan by drake kind of comparisons <laughs> i've actually never thought of it like that i mean maybe as i said i'm a big fan of drake 
I never really, I never really put those two together though. Okay. So it wasn't even something that you thought about before you made it and was like, oh, let's do something similar. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think so anyway. It was more of just like, I'm, t- I'm talking about a song showing mm-hmm. gratitude. It would make sense to then just be like, I don't know, having yeah. a bunch of girls and a car next to me, you know, like it'd make more sense if it was more of like a humbling video. I didn't wear anything too flashy as well. Like I wanted to, to make it look like, you know what, like, even if, even if this is again, even if this isn't me, the fact that I'm doing this as a song means that eventually, hopefully it can be me, you know, that whole like manifestation and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I guess, um, that was one thing. I think, um, I think that's my mom's favorite so far. Didn't you say thank you to your parents in it as well? Like I remember was reading, uh, listening to it quite a few times. That's why I know that you say thank you to your parents or something in it. They're the best or something like that. What did I say? Wait, do you, let me just check it. Do I not know my own lyrics? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, you don't have um, lyrics in this, so that's why. Oh, I think it's on Genius, though. I think the thank you oh. one's on Genius. I don't have a ghostwriter for those thinking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make the joke in a bit, yeah, after <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was saving it in case I, it backfired before the next song. Okay, so... Oh, uh, I guess a, a family that does nothing but love is one of the yeah, lines, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. I think what's really cool about this song as well is like if you if you can see past the cringiness of it because I think I knew this song was going to be and that's the other reason why I made this video as well it's like I knew this song was going to be the video was going to be more the message was going to be shown more through the video than it was the song itself that like you wouldn't listen to the song like just the audio you'd probably want to listen to it with the video that like and and that showed with the numbers, you know, like it got a decent amount of views on, on YouTube, but actually it's the least played played song on Spotify or any, any platform. Okay. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's cool that like, I, I think for me, it's like the first time I've been able to predict something about my music. Do you know what I mean? They're like, I knew this was going to happen. So I was like, all right, let me make sure the video is like really, really nice and like humble and like cool that like actually maybe that's going to make for the fact that people might not want to listen to this a lot. But a lot of people recently have said, you know, like, this is probably one of your most underrated songs. And I think like the more I listen to it, the more I realize what they're talking about. Because if you can, as I said, if you can see past the, the cringe and the, if you actually listen to the flows of the song, it's actually not that bad. The flows itself are one of the most like, I, it, for me, it was very experimental, but it's like one of the most, I don't want to say versatile, but I guess each verse had a different flow. And I'd never really done that before in any other of my songs. I think that's a really cool thing, but yeah. I was going to agree, but like not in like an insulting way, but like about the cringing. If you can see past the cringe, it's, it's better. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, exactly. At, at yeah, first yeah. glance, I know it. Because I think this was like shortly after we met you, that you dropped this or whatever. And I was just like, so is this the type of music? That, obviously, like at first glance, no, no. But that, I'll, I'll be mean, the first to admit that I was probably judging too good. I was like, no, no let, that's, let me, I mean, yeah. that's what I expected, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like that, that's perfectly fine. That like, um, I can see that. Like, I can see why that's the case, and that's why I made this video instead. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to see past it because that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool that like, obviously, again, at the end of the day, like this music thing's for me. But <laughs> if everyone else is able to sort of get on a different wavelength or get on the same wavelength as me about my music, then that's where like I feel amazing about it. I think I just like a bit of cringe anyway, so it's always fine with me. <laughs> uh, one thing about, like, I think just music videos in general, I've wanted to know, when you're recording this, are you singing it? <laughs> that's a good question. That's a really good question. I, tr- I like to. I-, I try to, because it's good practice for when I'm, if, if I do live yeah. shows, right? So are like people like staring at you? Well, I assume they are, especially in like, this one where you're in the middle of London. Um, actually, if you look at the thank you video, you, yeah, yeah. you see a couple of like old people just giving you eyes. Yeah, yeah you can just see people like just like looking at me like, what's going on? Or like some of them are smiling, some of them are like, whoa. But yeah, I think that's the other thing as well that like it really builds my uh, like I'm doing what I want type of energy. Like, you know how 
we us as humans we tend to like always think about what other people think or, or how people perceive us and like making a shooting a music video is the most awkward thing you could ever do yeah uh, like it's it's weird because one like the people watching around you have no idea what the song is about they have no idea what you're doing like they're just confused so you're just there like uncomfortably lip-syncing to a song and then even more so with this song because i'm just shouting thank you all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was pretty cool that like I was able to do something outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, you know? but definitely played a factor of like some parts I was sort of like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but just sort of had to. Sweet. The final song that we'll play for today is called Ladybug, featuring Blankface. It was released a month ago. Turn around in the mist, cause you might see something but fog and allow all the tricks. Girl, I can see nothing but love. You hit and you miss. Girl, what's up? You spot you red. I'ma call you Ladybug. Turn around in the mist. Cause you might see something but fog. And allow all the tricks. Girl, I can see nothing but love. You hit and you missed. Girl, what's up? You spot you red. Yeah. Haven't been around for a long time. Yet never say never, man, it's not late. Always sitting back on the sideline. <laughs> when you when, when you say never say never, I know that hit Aaron right in the field. <laughs> do, do you uh, do you cringe when you listen back to your music at all? I just learned vibing to this one, so that's because it's a vibey song. Yeah, but yeah. I think I used to, but it's more of like it's cringe when other people are like this situation where like they're reacting to it for the first time yeah, in front of me. I think that's Feel more good. uncomfortable than but when they're like they're playing it in the car and they're like, oh, this is a bang. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, just to clarify, this isn't our first time listening to you. Yeah. Oh, oh, fair. <laughs> no, but like, I think, um, I think the other thing is that, like, I think for the music thing, like, it's always been for me. So when I'm hearing other people listen to it, as much as I appreciate it, it's like it does get a little bit mm -hmm. weird because it's like it's my song. I guess that's what you have to do. Right? That's like, no, no. I, I get that in terms of the podcast as well because whenever people say they listen to Tario. I think you mentioned a few episodes back, like, I don't know what to do now. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, what do I do? Like, Yeah. I, I think that's the other thing as well. Like when people are like posting, you know, like, oh, like listen to this track or like in your case, like check out this podcast you run out of things to say. Like you don't want to repeat yourself because you want to show that you're treating everyone like equally. But then yeah. like you run out of like, thank you. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank and then it's like, what else can you say? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. The, the graphics on this are also insane. Or the the uh, moving album cover is sick. Mate, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, ben, honestly, Ben's Ben's done loads for me, and there's a few more tracks that, like the EP that I'm hoping to drop soon. He's done the cover for that. My next singles, that's something he's done the cover for. Unfortunately, he's going to be stopping the graphics for some time. He wants to take a break from it. But yeah, no, he's done absolute bits for me, as you as you said. So Ladybug, okay. Ladybug's an This is your most one. recent one at the time of recording. This is my most recent one, but also my most successful one, nice. which is cool. It's done pretty decent numbers on, on Spotify. I think it's currently on like 14K or something. Jeez. Yeah, it's really like, it surprised me how well this is done. Like it's one of those things where like, again, like I, I back my music. So obviously it's like, yeah, cool. Like, I'm, I'm grateful for the success, but at the end of the day, like I like the song. That's why I put it out. So if I'm seeing it doing well, that's just like, you know, it's nice, right? It's less, I guess, less of a shock than it is more nice because as I said, you know, if, if I release it, I think it's a good song. But yeah, with, with Ladybug, it's um, it's a cool one. I, I think Ladybug's one of the songs that a lot of people can relate to as well, whether, you know, you're a boy or a girl, uh, where it's like, uh, it's this typical story of, let's say I like a girl, but this girl likes Hamish. That's then, not happening, mate. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. That's, wow. not true. that's not true. That's not true. Wow. <laughs> 
Raw. Oh man, I was hoping to get there first, but I don't know if Hamish got there first. But yeah, I got there first, mate. Um, okay, all right. But we could go for that scenario. Go for it. Okay, we'll stick. We'll stick to that. I, I want to commit to that because I have more faith in. I guess I have more faith in Hamish than Hamish does yeah. himself. But um, yeah, no. So let's say I like a girl, but this girl actually likes Hamish. She knows that me and Hamish are close. She's gonna use me to get to Hamish. She's gonna use the fact that I like her to get to. Right to Hamish and that's essentially what the song's about so with the hook saying like turn around in the mist because you might see something but fog it's like turn around like you might notice something but you might notice me and allow all the tricks guy because you're nothing but love you hit and you miss so you tried with Hamish he didn't like you back so like oh what's up and then you spot and you read like you spotted the situation and you read the situation I'm gonna call you ladybug but then obviously a ladybug has spots and it's red so it's like a little yeah is this uh speaking from experience yeah I, this actually this kind of ties into this kind of ties into the, the whole third wheel thing which is cool but yeah i i don't really want to say much because i know it's going to be very yeah, yeah, vague no, don't worry. but um yeah. but yeah it's it's i mean literally what the the generic explanation i gave was exactly what happened and what what happened was they blocked me on all social media okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that so they're missing out on some yeah, good well. music yeah yeah, tough luck. Basically, I actually misunderstood the song then because I was under the impression that the song meant like the person you're chasing is just jumping from person to person, but they don't realize that you're there liking them, waiting for them to just turn around. That's yeah, what I no, thought it meant. That's, that's, I think, kind, that's kind of the same thing, I guess. Okay. That's I guess that's kind of the same thing. It's just in my specific case, <laughs> she blocked me. Whereas like, you know, she could be like, it's like, it's, it's again, it, okay. So it could be like a friend zone versus like actually you know when you're in, you're put in the friend zone. That's essentially the generic, relatable scenario. I guess is what it is. So in that sense, then yeah, I guess you're spot on. And uh, Blankface, how did you like get to work with him? Shout out to Blankface. This is a really cool story as well. Blankface is someone who I've known for almost two years now. He actually studies at the same university as mine, and he's actually in the same department, the Department of Computer Science. I met him on like an open day or something because we're both like. The kind of people like we're STEM ambassadors, so we go to open days and we tell you show people around. And it was really cool because on my Instagram, I posted my poison freestyle before I posted any other music. Oh, after after light. Light's like light was this song, but like I wasn't saying I was an artist. I just said mm -hmm. I dropped a song. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like then I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start taking, I'm gonna start investing in like my music and actually let's make more music. So I hadn't dropped anything. I hadn't teased anything. And then all of a sudden I dropped this freestyle that I put on Instagram and like, yeah. And so when, that day I dropped that, it's a really cool thing. That day I dropped that, uh, I had this open day the next day and I couldn't sleep. So I dropped it. And then I met him, we connected, but there was no talks of like music. It was just like, you know, what department you're in, what year mm -hmm. are you in? Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then fast forward a year later, he drops his first single and I find out through another friend of his. Um, I was working with him and he's like, oh, like, do you know, do you know Blankface? And I was like, nah, who's this? He's like, oh, like Joshua, like this guy. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't know he makes music. Like, this is crazy. This is cool. And then, I, you know, I told him to come through to a few studio sessions. We made, we've made a few songs now. Uh, one song we made, it was just meant to be for him. But he's like, nah, you know what? You jump on a feature. And he's currently waiting to release that, I think. And then, and then we, and then I've made Ladybug. And I was like, oh, this is a really blank face kind of song. And I was like, yo, do you, want a, do you want a verse? Came through, finished the verse there and then. And when we, after we made that song, we were talking about like, he's a really, um, he's a really vibey person. Like, you know, you have those people that just have this energy that they bring that like lets you get on a level yeah. with them. 
he's that kind of guy. And uh, we were talking about like music and stuff. And he was talking about like the law of attraction and like all these things that I also heavily believe in. And he was talking about how like he feels like <laughs> our relationship, our like interaction has just been something that like has, has just happened. And then uh, I obviously mentioned the fact that, you know, the, the day I re basically released my first piece of music, I also met him and that's where we first met, but we didn't know anything about our music interactions. It's really cool yeah. how like that, that stuff works. But yeah, so that's how I met him. Computer science guys in Cardiff doing bits. Of course, man. You know what? Like, it's actually mad. Like I, I love, I love, I love that idea of computer science because I get to prove every, st yeah, every stereotype yeah. wrong. You know, like, don't get me wrong. You know, you yeah. have those kind of guys in our course, but I feel like you have those kind of guys in every course, you know? Yeah. And like, They're yeah. actually a minority, like from the, at least in our experience as well, like, those kind of people are just a minority, like the stereotype, at least. Right, right, right. That I, at least I understand. So yeah, right. like it, as computer scientists ourselves as well, like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is nice to just show that now we get part of whatever you may think a computer scientist is. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. I, I just, uh, yeah, that's like whenever someone's like, "Oh, what course did you?" Do? I say like, oh, "Software engineering or like computer science," and they're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "It's." Not as crazy <laughs> as you seem, man. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> like you don't you don't seem like a like yeah. a uh, and I'm like, what a computer scientist? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you can't just say that. But yeah, um, it's it's nice to sort of I guess break through the stereotype. Yeah. So uh, where can people find your music? SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Deezer. If you're one of those guys, you know, Tidal, any anywhere, you'll find it everywhere. Mainly Spotify if you want like the good music. If you want the behind the scenes or like if you want to just sort of get stuff that i haven't released that i probably will never release it will be on soundcloud and then youtube is like videos basically yeah and i wanted to touch a bit back on the live stuff so you did say you performed live a couple times so i had my first performance in august or july last year i think so i think it's literally been like a monthish mm -hmm. uh, a year sorry since i did my first performance it was at the Vauxhall arches and like i was i was literally shitting myself because this is a like a 600 capacity like yeah. um, audience and it was like pretty much sold out so i was like really <laughs> scared <laughs> but no it was cool because it was um a lot of the people there were from like my my high school or like the high schools around so i didn't necessarily know all of them but we all had this like similar like we knew sort of who, we knew yeah, people yeah. who knew people and like we all just have this mutual they're all mutuals so it was kind of nice but it wasn't what I expected. My first performance, you know, I'm thinking, oh, like maybe, maybe I do this song and then like I perform thank you. But before I perform thank you, like I do this little speech about like how we should respect and like, to be honest, like no one really cares. <laughs> like they were just sort of all gone, like dancing or, or a lot of them had, you know, gone out or like, it wasn't the kind of thing that I pictured, which I think was a big eye opener for me because I had this assumption that like people were going to want to mm -hmm. listen, but because I had, I was someone that no one really knew about. The only real people that like fully like cheered me on or like did anything or like sang the lyrics, for example, were the people who I yeah, knew yeah. or mutuals. But it was, yeah, it was really, it was a really, really cool experience to, to have my first performance. And uh, yeah, that was, that was really, really cool. And then the second one was part of this like cultural clash at Brunel. Um, one of my friends was like, yo, like we're trying to get people to do some performances that like, we'd love to have you. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, Let's do it. Um, and it was a really low key, you know, performance. It wasn't like, it was literally just this society, uh, like culture fashion show or something. And they were like, oh, let's just get you on. So yeah, I did that. That was really nice. Cause they, they had this really nice energy where they tried to pick up like the hooks and like try repeat them. And like, they actually made the effort, which was kind of, kind of nice. 
but yeah, no, it was, they haven't been like the craziest experiences, but for me, like they've, I've learned a lot from those two experiences. So um, for me, like, I think I've, I've benefited a lot from it. So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Awesome. I th- I th- I've only got a couple more questions on the music side. One, uh, low key. Why low key? Low key for me is me trying to show other people, but also keep myself in check in, in the sense of like, you know, the purpose behind me me doing this music thing i want myself but also other people to realize that like at the end of the day this music thing for me is like it's very personal so i'm gonna do whatever i want to do if you don't like it that's perfectly fine you know you're entitled to not liking my music but that's not gonna change the fact that i'm gonna be making music but also i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say i want to be an artist so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take it that way you know so again it's it's like i'm trying to keep it low-key if you like my music, you like my music. If you don't, you don't. That's cool, you know? That's essentially what the whole thing was. But also, it's kind of cool. To add on to it, like, if you wanted to be low-key, just like a, this may just be a dumb question, but like, why not, like, like hide your identity, like wear a mask or something? I was actually, you know what? I was actually thinking about this the other day, where like, that's a really good point. That's a really good question. Because the whole, because you're sort of, if you're putting your face out there, then you're sort of, you're kind of contradicting yourself. High-key. <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good question. I I don't really know how to answer that because it it would be a, it would be a good idea to wear a mask. Uh I just think it's kind of too late now. <laughs> um that's why I say about the podcast as well. Like I wish I wish we had started it with like mask on because really? like I just But then they can't see your face anyway. No, when this when this like blows up, yeah, I don't want to be recognized. Yeah, like I want to be left alone in public. I'm not that person that's going to like say, you know, like because yeah. I can't imagine. I like how you said when this blows up. I like that energy. Yeah. I don't I like know if like the big podcasters of the world are like instantly recognizable on like the streets or anything. Yeah. Wait, no, no, you get what I mean, isn't it? Like our, our faces on all the graphics and everything. I'm just like, if we did it with the mask, it could have made it like even better because of the mystery and everything. Yeah. And you could do like this massive mask re- reveal if you did. I have so many it. ideas for it. So if anyone else, yeah. you can holler me for that. Idea, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be your marketing strategist. Yeah. 25% um, is all I want. <laughs> 25%. Now, that's actually, yeah, that's something I was thinking about recently because I was, um, I had a really deep conversation about Hancho with someone yeah. <laughs> and I think, bro, imagine how peaceful his life is. Yeah. He's a, he's a huge artist and he's done really well. His music is amazing, but he can just take that mask off and live his life, you know, go outside and, and do whatever he wants. And that to me is like, oh, like that would be ideal. If, if I got to this, you know, the stage, then that would be a really nice thing to, to have, you know? When? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry. About that. Yeah, when, when do you I think if thing. M Huncho revealed himself like tomorrow, do you think that would affect his yeah like audio like, 100%, yeah, his, numbers. his numbers? It wouldn't affect it for me, but I think it would affect a lot of others. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like M Huncho has to stay M Huncho, no matter how many people wanted to see his face. Yeah, like he can't give in. Like you know how K Trap eventually showed his face, and other rappers like this. Like yeah. M Huncho just can't show his face, and you know. Yeah. I haven't looked into blank face, but I hope blank face is like his artwork is just like, do you know those blank face artworks? I yeah, wish yeah, he yeah. Kind of that and he doesn't actually ever put his face out because that would be hilarious. Yeah, That's cool because I think, I think he said that that's kind of the vibe he's going for, but more in a symbolic way rather than a literal way. But I want to, I want to, I want him to, you know what? I won't tell him any of this and I'll get him to listen to the podcast Yeah, so that he can uh, hear that from you because I think that would yeah. be really cool. Definitely. He hasn't done any music videos as well. Bear in mind. Oh, well. oh yes. So, that um, could be a good chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, like I, I'm a big fan of like I guess anonymity. I can't even say the word. Anonymity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's very, it's quite tough. Well, however you say that word, guys. Everyone knows, <laughs> everyone knows that struggle. <laughs> but like, I'm a big fan of like doing that. Like, like I don't care if that mystery is there as long as it's like good shit, you know? Like I'm a, I'm a big Honcho fan. Like just like, like if you don't know, but so like I know Honcho, like he uses some examples in like other interviews. He said that when he has kids in the future, yeah, like he doesn't want to be able to go out and like his two-year-old kids with him. And now he's scared because all these fans ask for pictures and so on. Yeah, yeah like yeah. A kid that what has the kid done to end up in this like scenario? Let's let them be. And he even says in his music, like when I take off the mask, I go back to my life. Like, yeah, no one has nothing on me. So and also, I feel like even even from the from the kids' perspective, like they'll never be. Oh, that's Honcho's kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That they'll be able to <laughs> path their own like sort of future. I think that's a big thing as well. That like I see that in a lot of celebrities. Where obviously you have the exceptions of like Jaden Smith. You know, I feel like he's done a really good job of being his own uh, icon, I guess. But even then, I think a lot of what he has is because his dad's a crazy, yeah. crazy guy. But um, no, yeah, I, th- I think that's a really cool point. That's something I was thinking about the other day because I think that's really important, you know, like being able to, because obviously on, on one hand, you want to you wanna make it, you know, you want to you wanna do well, but that comes with a price. And yeah. that's the best compromise, you know, that you wear this mask and you don't show your faces. So yeah, it's yeah. a really cool point. Would you vote for Hunter for mayor? <laughs> yes. Hunter talks more sense than half the people in politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do, do you believe in the whole, like, if he was mayor, do you think he'd be in control? I don't know about that, but I believe in Honcho enough that I'd bang man in the face. Bang man in the face. If they if they started pulling some next shit, like you know, take more money away from the NHS and all of that shit, like I believe that Honcho like would be voting against that. Is this a serious thing? Okay. Honcho for mayor? No, no, no. It was part of a music. You know, people thought it was real, but I like, hoped it was real. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I wish it was. Basically, I so he actually trolled people. He's like a perfect troll as well. Basically, what he did was for his music video when it was getting filmed way back here, there was like a protest. He, he had these videos going out from his music video that no one knew, and it was a protest saying "Honcho for Mayor," yeah, like a like a march. A few months later, you find out that he drops it in the music videos as part of one thing. Yeah, so it wasn't just like a random crowd going around saying "Honcho for Mayor" in Northwest London or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Raw." Just thought it through. The other question I had, similar to the YouTube one, say, say I wanted to release a song. Yeah, never released anything in my life. I'm not even sure yeah. if I can sing. What's kind of Aaron, you can the sing. one thing you would advise, or where where would I, where should I start? Where should you start? Okay. So God, this is this is interesting because I get a lot of up and coming artists coming to me about this the similar sort of advice or or just can you listen to this song and I always end up giving them some sort of advice. I think the I think the main the main thing is what I mentioned earlier about mm-hmm. your sound, understanding what you want to create and what image you're trying to portray, because that should be reflected in your in your music as well. With with music, something I've learned a lot is the fact that you have to really be careful who you tell things to and who you get opinions from because too many snakes well yeah but also like not just not just snakes but more of just like you need to you need to know who you can actually like like consider or, or like take constructive criticism from and you know like they're going to be real with you a lot of the times people will send you you'll send like music to like i love sending music to people because i love to get their opinions because I know it's going to be so different to mine. And when you're making music, you get stuck in this like creative bubble where like 
because you have this idea, you can't think of what else it could be. You just you just have this tunnel vision of like, it's got to sound like this. But sometimes people give you ideas and you're like, oh damn, like actually that would be better. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I like sending my music to like my unreleased stuff to a lot of people. And I, I really treasure their opinions, but I've also come across people who I know they just say like, oh yeah, that's great. That's perfect. And it's like, you're not really helping me when you say that. So um, yeah, I think one, be careful. But the main thing I think is just work on your sound. It kind of ties in together as well. Work on your sound, but work on your sound behind the scenes. Don't just rush to make right. music and release it because it's one of those things where I think it will be better. But then again, like, I feel like, you know, you do you, you know, like, you know, prove me wrong. But I think that's the biggest thing that you can do is just work on your sound behind the scenes. Make a catalog of music that you will never release because for you, it's just your progression, which is exactly what I have. And I've been able to look, I look back at the music now, I'm like, thank God I didn't release that. Like, yeah, but, thank you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then like, but but then, but then I, I'm able to like, look at it and be like, okay, I've actually grown, you know, my, my sound has developed. So, yeah. I was going to say, um, if Aaron paid you for studio time, would you give him um, the fake laugh or the <laughs> real? Or the real advice. It depends yeah, if he slaps, you listen, you know? Wait to hear me. But I, I have high hopes. I have high hopes. All right. So speaking of high hopes, let's see if I'll be qualified to ghostwrite for anyone ever. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. So basically, rap or crap. And we're going to say um, a couple of bars. And it could be either from a song, like an actual artist has sung it or rapped it. Or it could be written by me. I'm not going to say it in the flow. There's no music as always, as similar to our previous music games. So yeah, basically... I, I don't know if this is harder for me or easier for me if I, because I know Hamish. So I don't know if I know what you no, say no, or Aaron. just my lack of lyrics oh, I see. makes it harder. The things you know of me aren't like, it's calm, it's calm. Well, okay, no, I just yeah, know you've so got dead bars. So I'll just, if it's dead, I know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, all right, all right. So I have, a, I have quite a few um, ready here and I'll, I'll be marking it, obviously. The first set of bars, went studio in West, went ham, did my best. And came with high quality, as if my name's Morrison's. <laughs> what? Oh. Okay, I'm I'm ready. All right. What did What did you both say? Both said crap. Yeah, I went crap. Oh, so you both said crap. You're both actually correct. That was actually me. Do you know what would have been better <laughs> if you when you said what? I went west and then you went I went ham? Was that like a West Ham reference? No, but it was it was also a reference to me technically because you know ham like. Uh, uh, okay. Like ham is my, oh, it was ham. like a low. Oh, I like that. In my, I came with high quality Morrison's. There's also a rapper, Aaron. In case oh, no, I, to be honest, like, the Morrison's is what I knew it was you from because I was like, supermarket. Hamish loves a supermarket. So I'm like, Morrison's. No, 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 no. <laughs> Morrison's, yeah. So Morrison's was a reference to the rapper in West Ham who's like, I don't know. I just, it didn't have like a. I'm not saying that, the flow. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are just. No, like, but it didn't have like a rhyme scheme. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, to be yeah. fair, I've heard I mean, some rap oh. ones that are worse. That's true. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, cool. So the next one. Keep thinking you're Mr. Muscle till you see the flash. You don't want bro turning up a stolen car, burning clutch. That first line was pretty yeah. pretty good. I like that. The Mr. Muscle flash thing. But I've gone crap. So I went with crap as well. Right. You've just called Crapton Conan crap. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a sly feeling it was as well. No. <laughs> I didn't even finish it because I didn't want it to, to bait you because the next two bars in it was like, I hid the mash in my auntie's toilet, panicking every time I heard it flush. So I was like, you know what? That's just too bait you. So I was going to like ignore it because I was on the, on the line all day. Like how, how many of the bars do I include, including the ones where I put my own stuff? I had to like, just make sure it's enough to, you know. Yeah. So oh, you thought that was me. me right? uh, I went, 
I thought when you came out like with the Mr. Muscle and Flash like hygiene, I thought that was you all over it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just kind of thought that the Mr. Muscle and Flash thing was a little bit too forced or like oh, it was too high, high. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it was too it was too clever to be a bar. Yeah, but that's Crapton Conan, the ultimate punchline king. Yeah, no, nah, it makes so. sense. Damn. The next one. Feels bad. <laughs> I'm going to keep going, but I know that they want me to stop right now. But I got a family to feed, so I'm just trying to get the guap right now. Thing is, I'm happy to get it wrong in the last sense where we call the real artist crap, but I don't want to give you the satisfaction of saying one of your bars is <laughs> yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Well, both of you have gone for rap, and you both are correct. It's AJ Tracy, Ooh. Luke Cage. Yeah, I, I knew exactly what it was. I, I kind of feel like I gave it away, which is why I asked you to say it again, because I knew exactly yeah. who it was. But I didn't want to, because I was like, rap straight away, and I was like, oh shit! I kind to be fair, you can give points away, if you but, can actually right. guess maybe the song if it's if you think it's rap. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm Ooh, like, like, that's that's I definitely won't get right it, now. But... So, Ooh, okay. So yeah, I guess the next one will include that as well. So the next one is I remember when I was a kid. Only time I saw Beach on TV, wanted life on the seaside with a new ride. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Both <sighs> right. <laughs> Do you know where it's from? Um, either of you? I think I I'll, I'll take a wild guess then first. Go on. M. Honcho. And you, Kian? <laughs> My friend is Loki Way. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yes, sir. See, I, I, I compared you to M. Honcho. I like that's that. calm, I, was, I, I like how you did that, but I feel like that's just unfair for Aaron. <laughs> I, I guess to be fair, the, yeah, the only yeah, thing that was, was unfair was the uh, actually, yeah. no, but it's actually both unfair. But did I play that out well? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were like <laughs> I, I couldn't tell at one point. Yeah, there was one point I genuinely was worried for you. <laughs> but no, I, I knew as soon as you said as soon as you said that first line, I was like, "Yep, this is way." To be fair, it would have like, been worse if I called it crap. Way. That would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like, oh shit. Fair enough. This this is a fun one. I want to see what boys guess. <laughs> Seventeen years old when the streets were cold. Running around in circles with thieves and thugs. Only lady I loved was mom's until I got deep involved with a girl that stole my soul. Ready. Oh, Don't even have to think about it. What did you both I went go crap. For? Both went for crap. I'm not having that, mate. That's my that's my guy, Devlin. Uh, Blue skies. It's Devlin. Oh, right. I, I thought you were just writing oh, about I yourself, Avish, bro. Uh, I'm actually... I'm almost going to give you a minus one point for that. <laughs> and allow you to, bro. <laughs> Law thing God, this is, this is a lot more like mind gamey than it is. Yeah, that's knowledge. why I said like, ignore the mind games. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I you knew you would be thinking like that. So I, yeah, um, you have to block them. I was thinking Damn. of that and I could just continuously do it myself. But basically I've, I've avoided the mind games. We need to get one where me and Kian are thinking opposite. Yeah. Because yeah, we've actually, yeah, we've been the same each All time. Right. Well, this one, this one is an interesting one. Once again, three dead off the drop in the war zone. I run Twin Towers and this estate. You know I'm damned to win on my ones. Call me N-M-Y-S-T-A. <laughs> I went crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just <laughs> we just think you're alike, Aaron. Um, yeah, you both got it right. So I went for it, crap. It crap. Yeah. Um, shout out um, Nish there. That was Nish. Yeah, yeah, that's what got me. There. That's what, uh, oh, really? that's what I was like. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I saw. Aaron Clock the tag yeah, because I was like N M Y S T A. But then that also made me think, um, like, if his Twitter handle was based off something else, that was actually a legit thing. But yeah, that, that as I said, yeah. I was just trying to play mind games. Or maybe it still is. I don't know. Well, there's there's obviously a clear winner here, anyways. So we're not going to go through any more. How's there a clear winner, bro? <laughs> is that the winner is because because um, Kia knew his own song. Here, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you gave my own song. I don't know if that's fair. Yo, I, I got more. I got more. 
Yeah, all right, I'm I'm done. All right. I want some crap off okay. the top of your head, mate. What's some Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, but then you know it's crap. Nah, because it's mind games. Yeah. Is all it? Right, then. All right, then here's one. Here here's here's a lyric I had ready. I have obviously I had lyrics ready back up. Um, whether they're rap or crap is up to you to decide now. I'm happy to go to like next yeah. one wins. Like next one where we right. both think differently. Okay. I guess. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know how long we'll be going I'm for sure, then? It'll yeah. happen <laughs> We've literally thought the same every time. <laughs> all right. They were acting all bad. So I got my mask like LD, stepped in with six, seven man, and now suddenly they're a fan. Oh. Oh. So I went for crap. Thought rap. Yeah, like I want to know the reasoning why you both went for your rap because Aaron went rap and Kian went crap. I just want to know some reasoning why you went different this time. I'm not going to lie. I can't even remember what you said. I can't even remember the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I put rap. What made, what made you pick crap, Kian? I just I just think that, again, it's kind of like to do with the flows. I, I, I'm not doing any flow just to let you know. Like I'm no, no, but like, like there's a there's a kind of like a structure that you that mm. artists well, like music usually goes in terms of rap that like I don't think it's I I think I think it was you. Okay, yeah. A lot of these were designed to drill beats, so it's a very different to what I could imagine you probably thinking it was. So if if I played the beat that these were designed to, it would probably make yeah. sense. So that one is a crap. So if that's a distinctive winner, I guess for you right there, I went into my you know notepad full of. Um, bars. I rate the bar though. I rate I rate the six seven okay. LD reference. Yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot of people would get it anyways. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 definitely, I definitely got it. I I take that compliment though. Cheers, no, no, <laughs> you definitely had me thinking, but I think the suddenly is definitely what got it away. Everything else was like, oh, okay. Well, Aaron, cheers for thinking that I will prosper my career next. I need to get a new Mate, master. I, did, I didn't even up. know six seven was like your I mean, they're anonymous by purpose, right? Apart from anyone who put the face out oh, yeah, there. That's, that's why I didn't know. But yeah, the, the winner by 6-3. Six, 6-3? Three. Six, three. Um, six, three. Yeah, because you got the points oh, for the song yeah, and the artist earlier anyways. I can take those away. I can take those away. It's still a clear winner. It doesn't make a difference. It's just like 4-3. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll take 4-3 because like, I think four, that's three. fair. Yeah. Because you use, you use my song. So obviously <laughs> I'm going to know what it is. Yeah, we, we had to use your song though. Unless I ghostwrite. So. You were struggling to remember lyrics. So you <laughs> hope that it would actually make oh, you vote right. crap for your own. In a, <laughs> I was hoping you'd vote crap for your own in the odd case you didn't know the bar. And I was just right, right, right. It's Unfortunately, I, I, if I, th- I feel like if I had a collection of like loads of songs, and I think you would have been able to, but because I don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, Almost recording for three hours, but a couple, like two things I want to touch on Jesus. before uh, we round up. First yeah. one, streaming. So I know you mentioned it before, but streaming something yeah. you, you do quite often? In the most recent years, yeah. I've been doing it for a while, but again, it's the same thing with YouTube mm-hmm. where like it's on and off. In the last year, it's been like, I've been very committed to it, but not necessarily the most consistent. Yeah, because of I feel like version. streaming's really grown a lot. Like, it has. Yeah, it has. It really has. Um, it's become more yeah. mainstream, I guess, or like more accepted, I want to say. But no, yeah, stream- streaming's great fun. Uh, I actually mainly stream on a platform known as DLive. It's like a very underground up and coming like platform. I also stream on Twitch as well, but DLive's where I've been able to grow the most because it's a very saturated, I mean, unsaturated mm-hmm. platform. You know, there's more people watching than there is making content. So it's very easy to grow. Uh, and PewDiePie last year announced that he moved over to DLive. Uh, okay. So that brought even more traffic. And luckily I was on the platform just before that happened. So I was able to be, you know, one of the, one of the highlighted like streamers so that when he when PewDiePie brought nice. his fan base over, they saw me as one of the first people on the front page. And then that just grew. Like I remember one stream, I must have grown like 400 followers or something ridiculous like that. 
man. And yeah, so that's that's been DLive's a really, really nice community. And something I think if people are listening and they want to get into streaming, and even if you guys want to do like live versions of, of your podcast, DLive's definitely a, po- a, a place where you can, the, it's all about the community. You know, it's all about, it's it's really, really nice. A really nice community. What are you uh, streaming? Of, but, yeah. Is it games? That's like the typical. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 mainly games. I, I've tried to start doing a little more, little bit more of like streaming my studio sessions that I have because there's something about seeing the process of you making a music that I think would be really cool for me to to have as like a a thing. Yeah. But yeah, mainly mainly games such as COD. Uh, I used to play a lot. Of, I mean, I still technically do actually Fortnite. Bit of Minecraft back in the day. Not really so much now. Valorant. I'm trying to get back into. But yeah, really. didn't a uh, mixer yeah. shut down recently? Yeah. Oh man, that was a that was a funny that was a funny story. Did you hear about why? Not fully. I oh, Facebook Gaming bought it out. That's all I know. Yeah. Didn't Mixer get the rights to Ninja at one point? Not the he rights. He was ex- to Ninja, streaming exclusively they, um, for them. They they yeah. essentially bought him. Yeah, yeah. Made him exclusive to. So it was Ninja and a guy called Shroud as well, which is quite. He's quite big in the yeah. uh, esports team uh, in esports streaming side of things, and a few other streamers as as well. But moved over to Mixer, and then all of a sudden, you know they it closed without them even telling anyone they literally closed and informed everyone through a tweet (laughs) really yeah pretty crazy but luckily with people like ninja and and shroud they managed to secure deals i think they it was there was talks of ninja signing a 30 mil deal to be able to 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 leave because obviously they've promised him income and now all of a sudden they can't so yeah yeah but does streaming doesn't streaming take how long are you going for like one session so initially last year when I was start when I started to take it really, really seriously, I'd be streaming every day for six hours, minimum of six hours actually. So it was yeah, really, yeah. really draining and really looking back, I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. But it was so fun. And it was one of those things where what how, what ended up happening is I was started to stream every day and I started to stream a, a bit longer every day. And eventually it got to the point where I didn't want to not stream because if I did, I'd lose the momentum of viewers because if you think about it from their perspective, you know, a lot of people who watch streams, you know, regularly will will come on because they want to sort of escape or, you know, like they want to see someone yeah. else or, you know, I feel like with my streams as well, any person who joins in, I, I try my best to treat them with the same level of respect. And with people who are going through a lot of stuff, you know, having this person treat you with, you know, the most respect is like something that they might not be used to. So they like it. So they, they use that as their, you know, their escape, right? And if I was streaming every day and then all of a sudden I don't stream it, like one day mm-hmm. I, I don't stream, that because they're used to having that time, they'll move on to someone else, you know, who does daily streaming. And then, you know, I lose a lot of my, my viewers from that, which is the sad reality of it, right? So it, it got to the point where it was consuming me a lot. And I, I didn't I didn't even want to go home to see my family, you know, like I wanted to yeah. just keep streaming. And it, I just realized I was like, damn, like I, I need to not do this. Uh, at least at this point, being a uni student as well and having all these other things that I'm trying to do, it's not practical. So for about two months, I did it. And then and then I sort of stopped during the summer. And then the whole lockdown thing got me back into it because it's so fun and it's such a rewarding like thing to do, you know, have this community of people that tune in, you know. So I thought, all right, I'm going to keep it to three days a week, stick to around two hours. And that's sort of now where I'm at with my streaming. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's it's something I've spoken about recently like something how trying different things and it seems like you do that with youtube and a music streaming and also podcasting that's something you well especially when we first met you were talking about how you were starting a podcast or looking to start one and i remember seeing something about you yeah recording your first episode what's what's happened like yeah yeah that? 
So with the podcaster, it's something that I think I've been I've been trying to do for such a long time. Uh, I had this idea of the pure waffle podcast because I tend to waffle a lot, as you've probably <laughs> seen. And so that was the idea I've had for about a year and a bit now, but I've never really found the right co-host, you know, never really like thought to myself, yeah, let me do this, you know, because until then you don't yeah. really do anything. And then I'm not going to lie, like, you coming to my brother's house, seeing the way you were and like seeing how sophisticated you guys were to it, it made me like really want to start it. And like, I was like, damn, like, I think the next day after you guys came over, I think it's when I bought <laughs> the equipment. Literally, I, just, I was just like, damn, like, I really want to do this. You know, seeing someone else do something like that was like, like they're actually going out and doing it. Whereas like for me, it's always been this, hmm. yeah, I want to do it, but you know. I, I never really did. So that's where it sort of started. And then I think from there, you know, we got the website going, we got the merch, we got or not the merch, sorry, the logo, and we got the equipment and we were all set up and we recorded a couple episodes. We did one first test live, but then we put that down because we changed the co-host a bit of tension there, but yeah. So, so then I got this new co-host that I'm happy with and, you know, we're cool. And we started recording a couple episodes, I think. And then what we wanted to do, I think, I think I got this idea from you guys, but I'm not too sure of like being a few weeks ahead of time. So recording, like yeah. before we started, we wanted to have done like two, two weeks ahead. So we wanted to record three episodes essentially mm -hmm. before we started. And then we released one and then we'd always be two weeks ahead um, to give us a little bit of space just in case something happens. But then obviously the COVID stuff happened yeah. and it really, it really um, made it difficult um, because Again, I said the whole thing about how I want the quality to be good. And because I had the mic equipment and my co-host didn't have anything, um, we kind of just haven't really done much. I guess on the contrary, you know, if you really want to do it, you know, we would, we could have like bought the mic. I could have bought the mic and stuff like that. I guess that's probably like the, uh, the right thing to, or the right approach if I really, really wanted to do it. But I think, um, I think with everything going on as well, I think we were, it gives us it gives us a second to just be like okay hold on a second like, let's let's take a step back and let's do this right sort of thing yeah so we used to be actually a month ahead as well but then really? as you said like yeah because i think that's when we were when we were recording these episodes i think we were like roughly a month ahead Damn. and then and that made life a lot easier you know knowing that we mm. could take a break and then obviously right. when covid kicked in that basically whilst we were sorting out like seeing what was happening lockdown related that basically burnt through all of our yeah, um, yeah. backup and there, then we just got kicked into it recently we did a burst where we're slightly ahead again thank god for that because oh, nice. now we're in a comfortable spot that's really cool corner. and that, that's something that i think i've i've looked at a lot actually like in terms of like looking up to like the fact that you guys have just not let the, the virus or, or or the pandemic or just anything you know stop it from happening so I think that's something that it says a lot about how much you, you want it. You know, the fact that you guys have kept going shows how, how committed you guys are and how passionate you guys are about it. What's the podcast supposed to be about waffling? Like you said, you waffle a so lot. So what we eventually came to is that like, yo, let's do like a student based podcast where we talk about, you know, our experiences with as students or whatever it is. And the other thing is like, I'm, I'm one of those guys that like, I really like my deals and like, you know, Finessing the system, like you know, like, yeah, just, like, that's stuff my like that. guy. I read yeah, that. That's, I think that's the computer science. Did you get a well. Tesco three pound meal deal? Did you go for the most expensive drink, most expensive sandwich, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of that's like where it started from. Like that was when I was like maybe like twelve or thirteen, and then now like it's come to this point where like I'm talking like 
<laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so essentially, like that, I thought I could use that as a another thing in in the podcast. You know, like the deal of the week. But yeah, so that's what we. So we wanted to start in Cardiff. You know, like get you know the bait people in Cardiff sort of thing to to come on, and then we expand to like Bristol, and then eventually like go across the UK, and that's like sort of where we were looking. The other thing is that like as as you guys know, like from high school, you know, you have these people from different unis because of it, like, you know, because of high school. So like, you know, I know someone from Bristol, so I could easily just go Bristol, get this guy on the show and then he'll know who to get on the show. And then it just will, it can expand from there. And that's essentially the, the, the aim that we were going for. So yeah, that's, that's essentially where we're at. I guess uh, as we round, round off the episode, like what's next for you in the works for your music, YouTube, streaming, podcasting. At the moment, like obviously, I'm gonna be having all these plans that I wanna, I, I wanna pursue, and all these, you know, these these hobbies or, or whatever you wanna call them, you know, these these interests that I have that I wanna pursue. But at the end of the day, like I am coming into my second or third year of uni, so I need to just make sure yep. that I get that out of the way first. As much as I. I I know that's like, that's a good side of me saying that. Like, obviously in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, like, I could easily just like leave. And, but like, I know, I know that like I need to finish it and I don't want to give myself like yeah. an excuse not to, but I don't want to stop anything. You know, I don't want to stop, especially the music. I, I don't want it to stop because it's, it's become yeah. a big part of me now. I'm trying my best to release an EP. I'm currently trying to, it was supposed to be out already. So I'm not sure. The problem is with, with music is you can just release music, but you also can't. There's certain things that you have to do, like especially a thing like a project like an EP. You know, there's a lot more to it than just releasing music. So yeah, hopefully an EP soon. My latest, my next single, if the EP isn't dropping the same time I dropped the single, then my next single um, is going to be the music video that I filmed in LA. So that's going to be really, really nice. I'm excited to drop that. Right, so from going from that last question to now the final questions of the show. First one is, what is one song or album you would listen to forever if you could? So, geez, first song or the one song I'd probably, I'd probably say would be Do Not Disturb by Drake. Oh, geez. That all song. All I need is here at OPO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, all love I need is here. Yeah, that song I think hits me in a different way. So that's just something that I think I wouldn't want to. If that's the one song, then it'd be that. Album-wise, as I mentioned earlier, More Life was a big album for me. But because I already said Drake in the song, I'd say an album by a guy called Elenium. He's an EDM artist. It's called Awake. That would be a big, big album for me to to keep in my life because with EDM, it's a lot more of like a journey. Whereas like with song, with a lot of rap like or, or like hip hop, it's a lot of like the same stuff kind of. So for me, like this particular album goes through like loads of emotions. So that would be okay for me for the rest of my life because there'd be anything for everything. And second question is what's on your bucket list? So what are some things you'd like to do before you die? Skydiving is a must. I know it's a very <laughs> generic thing, but I just know like it's just a thing I have to do. I think definitely something like, well, if we're talking like music yeah, wise anything. as well, like definitely want to perform somewhere crazy like something like i don't know like ali pali or, or wireless or something like that would be like incredible by the way with people there wanting to be there because of me because of my music yeah rather than it just being any venue damn i don't know if i can think of any more like not to be fair i think the the performing in that like, like a venue with crazy people that's like yeah that's mm, a big yeah one. i think that's a big one for me the next question is one we ask every single guest. So what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience, if any? Um, <laughs> so this is kind of what we spoke about earlier mm -hmm. with the whole ladybug thing. That's kind of, that experience that I, I, as soon as you ask that question, I think of is 
the same experience with Ladybug, where there was a girl who I really, really liked. I thought she had like a similar feeling, but she just had her eyes on this other guy. Is that, is that third wheeling though? Because third, third it's, wheeling It's third is... wheeling, I guess, if the three of you maybe hung out a lot during that. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then yeah, it was third wheeling. And it's one of those things where like, I feel like when you have a, when you, when you have a thing for a girl, like any sort of interaction with them is like, makes you feel nice. Do you know what I mean? That like, I think that's why mm -hmm. she was able to use me because I was just so blind to like that and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't know if I can <laughs> say any more, fortunately. I don't know who's third wheeling who in the situation. Well, I think I was third wheeling them two though, I think. Okay, yeah, awesome. And next bit is a call out. So you can, yeah, anyone you'd like to see on the third wheel. You know what? I want to call Mems out. I think he would have a really cool story or a lot of stories to tell you. He's Mems is the guy who I'm really close with, who's close with Zai Zai. Okay. So Mems is essentially the reason why I've been able to do a lot of things in terms of my videography. And like, for example, when Zai was touring around with H, he offered to for me to tour around and video the whole thing. So I was going to be essentially on tour. Um, there were some complications, yeah. but those are the kind of opportunities that he was, you know, he gives me. And even to this day, you know, like with my videography right now, like, as I said, I was editing a video. He has, he reached out to me and said, look, there's this artist who wants this video edited. Do you want to take it on? I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, let's do it. So he's always had, you know, this thing for me where he's seen like the way that we work, myself and cl my mate Clive work. And he's just always trying to give us opportunities. So I think he'll have a lot to say. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll uh, give him a shout out on Instagram or Twitter or where we can find him. It'd be interesting if he, if he, if he does come on, because I know he's a busy man, but it'd be oh, really, it'd be a really, find really some time cool for the third episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> See, and the final bit is a, is a shout out or something you'd like to, I guess, like promote or so on. Yeah, I guess the main thing for me right now is the music. Obviously, it's available on Spotify, on Apple Music, YouTube, wherever. Uh, if you just type in Loki, so L-O-W-K-I-Y, uh, you'll probably find All links will be in the description as well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I guess, uh, well, shout out to my brother for calling me out because that's um, obviously why I'm here. So shout out to him. A friend, I'd say shout out to Dexter, uh, the co-host who's going to be uh, for my podcast. Oh, I probably should have called him up, but we moved. Clive as well. And shout out to Mems, of course, for giving me opportunities. And yeah, I guess my YouTube channel as well, which will be hopefully in the description and just look forward to big things. I guess add me on Instagram so you can keep updated on the things that I get up to. I tend to snap a lot because I know a lot of people like to see the kind of things I'm doing because I like to keep myself busy. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm going to shout out a bit of a weird one, but I'm going to shout out the Apple Pencil because I recently bought it and it's... It's a, You're a rich you fam. It's pretty sick. <laughs> what is this? Bought recently and it's it's pretty cool. Works really well. So I also don't really have anything else to shout. Yeah, mine is just going to be for my Spotify playlist and Great Ormond Street Hospital. So yeah, that's my charity for this week. Just because we have a bigger guest on. So yeah, might as well make use of it. And yeah, I think that's it for this week. Is there anything else? That's a big thing. Is there anything else? Anything else wants to add on or? Good to close no, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah, sweet. Cheers for coming on. Cheers for making the time. Um, no, you know, no, definitely. Overrunning as well. So, no, yeah. it's my fault. No, no, it's been really good. <laughs> really good to uh, yeah, hear your story and hear some of your music. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed it as well. Go uh, check Kian out, all stuff in the description. Thank you. All right. Yeah, we'll see thank you next you, week. Everyone. Have Bye. a good day. See ya. Bye. Turn around on the mist, because you might see something but fog. 
And allow all the tricks, girl I can see nothing but love You hit and you miss Girl, what's up? You spot and you red I'ma call you Ladybug Turn around in the mist Cause you might see something but fuck And allow all the tricks, girl I can see nothing but love You hit and you miss Girl, what's up? You spot and you red I'ma call you Ladybug